everybody and welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host Drew Agnew and the doors to episode 205 are open. This week on the show we're talking about Pokemon cards coming to McDonald's in Australia finally Bryce. We can eat all those burgers and gain that cardboard. Jesus, I'm not looking forward to trying to get those things. Um, yes, and I'm getting sweaty about all my boyfriends, apparently. Been oh. playing a bit of Boyfriend Dungeon on the Switch. Mm. And uh, we're going to actually have a serious discussion for the once in our lives about the <laughs> Activision Blizzard situation. We're quite late on it, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I think more stuff has come out now that it's kind of just like, yeah. But anyway, uh, that's kind of not what I wanted to do initially when I, when I spoke up. Uh, what I wanted to do was... You didn't fuck it up. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. I was in front of all my friends here. Yep. Uh, you. Yep. So yep. I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. That's that's uh, mm, rich. Yeah. Mm. So I've been away for uh, three weeks, pretty much, Bryce. You've been running the show. No, I have. Yeah. Congratulations on the episode you put up. I've been listening to them yeah. on my honeymoon. I've enjoyed them. Hope everyone else has enjoyed them as well. You have enjoyed them. I have. That, that is beautiful. <laughs> well done. Yes. I enjoyed those episodes. Fantastic. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you liked them. How did you feel being the host, Bryce, putting it together? Oh, it was good. Yeah. Good fun. Got a little bit of a creative freedom then to sort of just throw some ideas at the wall for a few weeks, which was nice. And yeah, you know. Yeah. Why not? Well, uh, you know. With uh, me away, you know, that big mean Drew man. It's like, fucking, now can no, I need do what okay. I need to do? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's more of a case, right? Okay, so like this this is the thinking situation behind it all is that these things I can work on over the course of a week, right? To sort of like put it together and flesh it out. Whereas opposed to like when we do the podcast, we've usually got stuff to address or talk about because it's news or what have you. And we try to get it all together and because you know if we were talking all week trying to organize this shit the same way it would probably take twice as long for one because we'd have conflicting statements let's be real (laughs) and two we would have to be in constant communication to make sure that anything actually gets done so it's kind of like well you know it's it's like if you if you if I'm like oh look I can't podcast tonight there's like there's too much going on you you have the creative freedom to you know, bring whoever you choose on to do whatever you want sort of thing without being like, no, nah, I don't want to fucking do that. Or, oh, I want to fucking do that. Because at the end of the day, like having a guest on, they kind of follow your structure of the show. As opposed to like between the both of us, it's like we already have an established formula. We know what we're working with. We sort of just go with it. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah, there you go. Bit so, of, yeah. Bit of insight into Bryce's head. Well, it's- I mean, I think it's a, I think it's pretty accurate, don't you? Yeah, I do. You know? Yeah, like I, I think like the show is both our baby, and we, we have those things where it's like, this is how the show was ran. This is how we expect it to be ran, and we both feel that way. But like when it comes to the newer creative content side of stuff, I feel like like planning mostly has to be talked between the both of us for us to both be happy with actually recording something like that does that make sense it does there you go so uh, <laughs> there you go well there you go so you understand now all right yeah it's not because drew's big and mean it's because i just i had the muscles to flex and i had to carry it with my own brain so it was kind of like well all right let's try some let's try some new things yeah. cool did it worked out yeah 
in the last episode with the the, the conceptors. Conceptors. Yeah, that was fun. A it lot was of- fun. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun to do actually. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing is like that's another thing where it's like. I mean, it was intended for four people originally because then we could actually choose a winner. So instead of choosing a winner, we just kind of went with it without choosing a winner. Uh, but you know, this is like mine. <laughs> mine wins. <laughs> yeah, the, well, I mean, you would have to choose anybody but your owns. But like, he, like the thing at the end of the day is that like I organized that like a week and a half prior to actually recording that show. Got a few people in. We picked a subject. And then we went from there. We had light, light discussions in group chat about it and then, you know, came to the actual episode and did it. And, uh, you know, uh, Delfino and Wacko, they went and spoke to their communities to see what they could, you know, what they thought was a good idea and pitched it to them and, you know, got their input and stuff like that. And that's great. And that's the sort of thing. Whereas I sort of like I went rogue and did as much of it on my own as possible without any input because I had to sort of, think about the show structure rather than just you know my idea so i kind yeah. of like I'm, I'm like i don't really have the time to get anybody's perspective or anything like that i'll just try to come up with a solid solid as pitch as i can while i'm like working and stuff like that and then just go for it no you did a great job i reckon look look i'm a bit biased here i like i like the my, biased man i like bryce you quite a bit here but i like the idea of your game the uh was it an rts yeah yeah, I yeah. like the idea of that. Yeah. Even though I kind of agreed exactly with what you said. It sounds awesome, but I don't really like RTS as no. well. No, <laughs> but that was that was my thinking towards it too. And, that, and I said that in the episode as well. That was my thinking towards it is that I don't even like RTS. But you know what? I'm going to try make an, make an RTS that actually sounds interesting enough for me to play. And that was why I did it the way it was. Mm. Yeah. I reckon if I was doing it, I would go for like an XCOM type of game. Yep. Where it's yep. like a turn-based uh, sort of ordeal. Yeah, I, I yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Which I, de- I definitely think could work. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Um, but the way I envisioned it, I was sort of like, I, can't, I kind of want like the sneak in, sneak out approach. And I feel like that works best in real time as opposed to like more of a sort of grid-based strategy. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like it. We should do that sometime. I think we should do more yeah, of them. I th- I uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know that, well, I, I'm not sure on the feedback. I haven't actually received. If you've got feedback about that episode, please leave it. Because like. Uh, <laughs> please. Well, well, like every, everybody's keen to hear what everybody thinks. Like, you know, out, out of the three of us that did it, we're very keen to hear what people thought about the episode. Um, and I'm very keen to hear about it because personally, I would love to do it again because that was really fun to plan and really fun to execute. Really, really good. And uh, I'd like to do it with more guests and sort of stuff like that. That'd be awesome. I think that'd be absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I was talking to Ash the other day. He said he said to listen to it. He really liked it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's good. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I was I was in I was in bed I was I was in bed late one night actually, and I, you, yeah, you you'd, you'd said you'd done like a restream like through all the different platforms, and I saw the cracking furfies pop up. Mm. No, let's do a bit of that. Like laugh my head off at the like first ten minutes, and then <laughs> I was just like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" So I had to send both Ash and Tom messages about it. It's funny. Well, what were you talking about? Oh, uh, uh, first off was like the banter before you'd even realised that you even turned on the goddamn stream, and it was actually streaming. That was funny. I knew when I turned it on, but yeah, but they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, and then you know, uh, going on into it, Tom is really good at it. 
Oh, Tom's fucking unreal at He's really furfies. fucking good at cracking furfies. Yeah. That's he a, that's he a, got me. He got me good. That's that's a similar thing um, like with our new podcast, Cracking Furfies. We basically have to get a, a couple of news stories and make up a fake one. And then the other people have to guess out of those three, which is the fake news story. Yes. And uh, same thing with me. I'm like mucking around with like restream and figuring out some things. So I've got like no time to, exactly. put, to put my stories together. Yeah. And they're like, they have some real good ones. And I'm just like, fuck, I want to seem like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes it more challenging, <laughs> which is kind of fun in my mental capacity where I'm like, I need to think about this a lot. So I, yeah. I was in my, I was in my time where I was like working or whatever. I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, okay, what can I you know, and sort of like really structured it together. And I thought as many, I didn't actually have the big, like the, I had the smallest pitch out of all three, definitely. But I thought about pretty much everything. So when it come to question time, I pretty much knew exactly what I was going to say for most things. So, I mean, you know, pitch was short, but my knowledge variety of it was big enough that if any questions come up, I wasn't going to stumble. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's what was fun about it. And that was that's that's what's uh, fun about cracking furfies as well. It's like you know, people get the time to sort of structure these things and sort of bring them to the table later on, and then it just becomes funny. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great, you know. And that's uh, yeah, it's kind of stuff that I love doing. Yeah, hopefully you can get on there. Sometime I'm soon. sure. I'm sure I will sometime. Yes, I mean, <laughs> considering we started the podcast, I was on there. <laughs> My face is still goddamn on the cover. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm sure I'm sure I will go on sometime for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. All right. Let's talk about some uh, Guru Geek Outs. So I guess I've got a couple because I've been away for a little that, bit. That's right. I've been have. playing a ton of games too, which I want to touch on briefly ooh, on each one. But ooh, okay. I guess yes. the first one is just my honeymoon. Went away for uh, 12 nights to Northern Territory in Darwin. Just, uh, just It was my first time going there and just coming away, I'm just like, I really want to go back. I really love it. Like, there's some places in Australia which, you know, I don't want to go back too soon. Um, Sid- <laughs> Sydney comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, Sydney's one of those places. But Darwin, it's so nice. It's just like 31 degrees every day, if not hotter. Um, and I hate the heat. But on holiday, you know, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, because you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a pregnant wife, so, you know, I, we don't want to push our walks or any of our sort of outside activity too much so you know two hours oh i'm a bit sweaty oh well back to the <laughs> back to the pool yeah, back to the pool splishy splashy especially splaffy <laughs> <laughs> um but we got really lucky because we basically arrived the day before the northern territory went into lockdown yeah um there was one person who threw uh, f- flew from sydney and they had covid and they actually picked up a I think they went around Darwin a bit. Then they, they came back to get a rental car and that we basically hired a rental car from the place right next to it. Mm-hmm. It's like little booths in the airport and we missed them by about an hour. Oof. So I was like, fuck, that was, that was the closest we've ever been to, you know, potential like COVID. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> Being out in our small area down here. But um, yeah, we're, we're lucky. So we went out of the area for a bit. We went to Jabiru, which is this tiny little town. It feels like in the middle of nowhere, but there's plenty of um, old people getting around in their camper vans and stuff. A <laughs> lot, lot of tourists and that. There's uh, like natural water holes and all of that stuff to go to. Yeah. Awesome views, Aboriginal artwork and sites and all that. So we had a good time sort of doing the nature side of it. Then when we went back to Darwin, it was mainly about the pool and uh, had a few. It was great because there was a there was a bar right next to the pool, Ooh. so I had a few furfies uh, laying around in the pool. It was really nice. Uh, I really want. <laughs> I really missed that pool. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, yeah, coming back here, it's um, it's good to be home. It's good to be home. It's good. It's good to be podcasting again. It was it was weird because you know doing the House of Mario every week, it felt weird being like, oh, I'm not doing the podcast, and like you know it pops up on my feed. The House of Mario pops up, and oh, here's Bryce's episode, so I, I listened to it. And <laughs> same with Crack and Furfies. Ash Wallace was looking after after that show, so that pops up, and I listened to that just like anyone else. And it's yeah, it's just really weird, especially since um, I think before going on this holiday, I only missed two episodes or something. So just like, yeah, just being away for that long and having things keeping rolling, it's a, it's a good feeling. It's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice relaxing time. And it did sort of uh, highlight like the first couple of days, I'm like, I'm stressed, I'm all this because, you know, there was a few things that happened with our rental car and um, basically my credit card wasn't the right credit card. They couldn't use it, so I couldn't pay them. I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> so that that created a bit of stress and that. But when, once we actually got there, I'm like, why am I so stressed? Like, it, it kind of just made me realize how stressed I was just my day to day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then I, you're like, I'm on goddamn holiday. I shouldn't be worrying about the specifics. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, I need to maybe work on that a bit more. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Now, but yeah, I'm back to normal. That, that's the thing is like in 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 life, that that, that, that is how it happens yeah. no matter what. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is kind of just like when you get into a routine of stress, you feel like you need to feel stressed. It, it can't be helped. It can't be helped. It's one of those things. And then when you go on holiday, you just need to remember that those stresses don't exist anymore in the same capacity. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. then you come back and you can stress all over again. That's really up. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I don't know how much better I feel now <laughs> that I'm back, but I bought a nice boomerang with nice artwork on it. Oh, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, so, you know, that's my basically my souvenir from the place. Beautiful. So, yeah. Northern Territory is awesome. And uh, the other what, bit of a shout out is I want to just shout out um, the guys at PSVG. Um, on Nintendo Shack, Donnie Reese stepped down as the host. And it made me sort of think, like, you know, me being away for a few weeks, I'm like, oh, should I, should I just fuck off as well? Is this? <laughs> it's like, wow. It's like, you know, just, you know, let Bryce do his thing. You know, everyone's enjoying it. So it's all good. It's like, no, well, true. You enjoy this shit. So just, just keep going. <laughs> oh, my friend. You're happy I'm back, aren't you, Bros? Of course. You underestimate yourself, I think. Maybe. Maybe. I think you don't. I think everybody does. I think everybody underestimates themselves, especially when they're talking into a microphone. You're kind of like, Jesus Christ, do people actually like me? <laughs> or are they here for the other person? <laughs> like, It's kind of like, which is it? Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. But They're here for the artwork on their phone. They, they hate both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just like the artwork. They just like Simon's art. Yeah, I don't blame them. I love the artwork. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. It's beautiful artwork. You hear that, Simon? Mm. hear that yes okay <laughs> sorry I kept him in the basement for this one but yeah just a big shout out to Donnie I know that it's a big step um, to sort of leave a podcast in some other people's hands one you've created as a as like your own baby as Bryce pointed out for us um, mm. before because I know what I would feel like if I'm like alright you know I'm going to step down and leave this to some other people it's like you know it's a, it's a big step absolutely so, yeah. and yeah. I'm a fan of their podcast so all the best to those guys over there so, Ross, do you have any Guru Geek Outs for this week? Or? Uh, my only geek out is going to be for the community that we have. Like, <laughs> I can't say it enough, man. Like, I really can't. It, it's it been a, you know, I, I've obviously missed you quite much these past three, these three weeks. It's, uh, you know, our excuse to catch up. And that's, you know, that's what the podcast has always been. Uh, it is something for us to get together and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, coming into those three weeks, I was like, I definitely... 
you know, I, I want to upkeep it. Like, I don't want to fall to the wayside just because my friend's not here. Like, I want to, you know, I want to keep it going. I don't, I don't want to sort of, you know, fade to black or whatever. Um, and so that first episode, that that skit episode, I was like, ten hours worth of work just to get this fifteen minute skit together. Which yeah, skits take a long time, don't they? I mean, they do, but like, <laughs> I the amount of sound effects and shit like that I had to track down just to get that one to work in the way that I wanted it. I'm like, Christ. I'm like, this is going to take more. Anyway, and then, um, you know, obviously working with Descript to get the bot bot voices and stuff like that and lining that up and, you know, it's sort of like here, there, whatever. But eventually, like, it all sort of turned out. I had to talk quite a lot during that. So it was kind of like, it's not going to have the same impact because I can't yell. But a lot of people did actually resonate with feeling like that about video games. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, actually, wow. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of glad that people see that. Which yeah. is which was nice, like, and that was like a really good, um, I guess, kickstart to get the next two weeks in order and sort them out, and sort of really, really provided a driving force. I'd, I'd heard from people that like I've never even talked to before, um, commenting on it and saying nice things. So that was That's absolutely awesome. brilliant. Mm. Um, and then sort of going forward, obviously, I had the episode with Metadox. I had the. Uh, concept as episode and you know with without those three people that pitched in to help uh jury for those two episodes they would not have been the same as that you know i would have recorded them any other way like mm. i i really wanted to try those concepts out people were on board and totally ready to do it and they were so excited to do it um, outside of those three people that actually did appear on the episodes, you know, I had people approaching me and asking me if I needed assistance or whether, you know, they want to be on the show and stuff like that, which I, you know, I wanted to get as many people as I could while, while I sort of had the time, but I was kind of like, man, <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't have a podcast with eight people in one. <laughs> what did you have? Did you have many people that you didn't get on who... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a there was a good handful from like our Discord community who who offered to step up or you know you know guest and stuff, which was great. And uh, thank you guys so so much. And I'm, and I'm sorry I couldn't get to you. And eventually, we like we will eventually get to everyone. We 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 have got through most of our regulars as it is. Um, but uh, yeah, the way the way I sort of had it set up, I had everything in mind. I'm like, these people would work well for this. This person, you know, this has been a hyped up episode, so Metadox work for this. I'm like, this it, it's got to play out this way, and I wasn't going to change my mind about it. Uh, so, you know, don't I, I hope that nobody felt insulted when I sort of turned them down on it. It's definitely not the way I wanted to be, but like when I've got it planned in my head. I need to stick with it because if I don't stick with it, it just becomes a jumbled mess. Um, but the fact that everybody was, you know, willing regardless and put their hands up and damned me personally to ask, you know, who wants to be on and stuff like that was brilliant. And uh, I thank you guys so much for supporting those three episodes. Those three episodes probably mean like they're probably in my top episodes of the episodes that mean a lot to me simply because it, it it kind of like bettered my perspective of like where I'm at, if that makes sense. Obviously, we get co- like positive comments on on the show and stuff like that all the time, and sort of like our our general structure and stuff like that. But as for personal comments, they don't really come towards us. I don't think like about us individually. 
if that makes sense. Not mm. very often, at least, anyway. And definitely not to me, because I'm less likely to record episodes without you here, as opposed to the opposite way around, which you would. Right. Right? Yeah. So, like, it, it, was, it was really good rocket fuel. Really, really, really good rocket fuel. Mm. So... Yeah, thank you everybody so much. Um, you've uh, definitely lifted my spirits a lot. Yeah, do you reckon it's like sort of reinvigorated you a bit more, filled the tank up a bit more for creative tanks? Yeah, this? yeah. Um, obviously, when it comes to getting together each week and and stuff like that, there is like this case of like, I know that I'm not going to be available every week, but we we have very specific deadlines on the show where it's like Sunday or Monday. And I want to make it to everyone that I can, absolutely. But there are weeks where I, I don't think my energy is enough for the show. And I feel like it's not worthwhile me being here because my voice is not carrying, if that makes sense. I want me to get you a nice power ride there, mate. <laughs> oh, that'll, that'll yes. get you going. But yeah, and, and, like, and that that's just general life stuff. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's sort of... That's sort of why we're uh, sort of moving into plans in the next year and stuff like that that we're still sort of figuring out um, because, you know, could very much happen to you soon too. You might find it difficult to sort of attend some weeks and stuff like that as well. So it would just be good to, yeah, maybe branch out a little bit and see how we go. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, just how it is. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. The variety will be nice. It's a spice of life. Oh. Spicy. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. <laughs> Variety spice of life. But yes, no, uh, to answer the question in full though, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. In many of the positive ways, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about some video games, Bryce. You've been playing much? Um, um, I know you got, since since uh, I gone away, you've got your PlayStation 5. I did, yes, yeah. So yeah. you've been playing plenty on that, I dare say. Yeah, I finished two games on that, uh, half finished one, um, and then I'm sort of just like, Slowly progressing. I, I I was playing Rift Apart and I got I got locked out of a full completion thing with the armors, which makes me very annoyed. There's there's a glitch with one very specific armor piece where if you die in the realm in which you obtain it before you leave, you will lose the item, mm. and that's a real pain in the ass because now I just don't have that item. So good thing it's not a tro- it's not tied to a trophy, otherwise. I wouldn't be able to get it. So yeah. uh, it's it's been a known bug for that game uh, for about a month and a half, I think, like that. And it's and it's still not fixed, which is kind of annoying. But I mean, I finished it and I really enjoyed it. It was a really good game. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I absolutely loved it as well, and um, it's just such a, a pretty game. It's just so much fun just to play through it. Um, I found myself just playing it for like losing track of time. It's one yeah. of those games where it's just you want to see what's going to happen next. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like all the items and that. It's so fun just like juggling them around, seeing how they interact one, with one another. And, mm. um, you know, some of them like <laughs> – what was it? Uh, like the sprinkler and that just like make – Topiary sprinkler, yeah. Yeah, just make – some boss battles like just so funny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just like, yeah. It's kind of, kind of – it, it, it makes me want the uh, – figuring uh, what was it called? The uh the one that makes people dance from 2016, Groovinator or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I wanted that gun back because that, that's just funny shit. That, mm. um, yeah, and uh, I mean, I've always I've always loved Ratchet and Clank as games, even though uh, I never had the chance to own any on PlayStation Two 
That's like one of my weak points is like I've always loved Ratchet and Clank and everything about it, but I've never owned any games. I've always played them at other pers- uh, like other people's houses and like participated and played stuff like Ratchet Gladiator and stuff. Like- Ratchet Gladiator is like one of my fond memories of PlayStation. Did you have uh, your own PS2? We did. You did? Yeah, um, in the household, but it was Cody's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. I mean, she actually had two PlayStation Twos. Oh, look, the, the the dual shock on the dual hands, one each. Dual shock on the dual hands. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like you know, I so I was I was pretty keen to get into it, um, but I was like, oh, I better play 2016 first. Uh, I played 2016 first. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, this is Ratchet and Clank, and then Rift Apart. I was like, holy shit! I'm like, this is this is fucking this is a lot of fun. <laughs> so I sort of just went through with it, and yeah, awesome. Been playing much else? I know you've been playing Miles Morales as well. And- <clears throat> yeah, uh, the original Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Uh, I'm trying to get through the original Spider-Man first because uh, I never got to it on PlayStation 4. It's been a lot of fun, you know. I miss uh, one of my <laughs> one of my guilty guilty pleasures, and I feel like this is this is a guilty pleasure for a lot of people. But Spider-Man 2, the movie tie-in title, mm. it was like really good, and it was the first time that they were kind of really serious about having actual web swing physics and then what was it like spider-man 2 and ultimate spider-man were games we had as kids yeah and i loved both of them a lot and then i haven't really touched a spider-man game since then too and i'm kind of glad i didn't because i know that there's a lot of spider-man games that have come out since then that have left a bad taste in people's mouths uh but Mm. yeah obviously newer generation spider-mans have been really good yeah, and just like with the hype of like the new movie trailer coming out, I'm like, oh my god! Oh, that new movie trailer! <laughs> I can't wait for that movie. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. I was, I'm like saying the Chantel, like, oh, we've we've got to go and see this. It's gonna be so exciting. So, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, it's like Boxing Day. <laughs> Is it Boxing Day? Yeah, it's Boxing Day here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like God damn it. <laughs> You're gonna be working Boxing Day? Probably. <laughs> you kidding? Probably. Saying sick. Oh, I've got Spider Man itis. <laughs> <laughs> I was bitten by a radioactive spider. Oh no. <laughs> uh, anything else? Anything on Switch, bro? I've been playing anything on Switch. Oh, uh, the Wario demo. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I um I downloaded it with like my uh, mobile Wi Fi when I was away as well. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty small, but it was, oh, I'm so keen it was worth it. Yeah, it's gonna be a really good game. So. Has it? Um, did you have any? Because I know we talked about before I left. How I was like, oh, a little bit cons- not concerned, but just like curious of how. Because this one's how they're going to make it work. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be pretty much different because it's like very much platformer or ability based on the different characters. Like, mm, it's not like, like say, smooth moves. Where it's like push. And you're like, oh, just push. You're like push. You've got to like move your character and use its ability to actually like push the character. Whether yeah. it's Wario's dash or. Um, whether it's like Mona's like uh, boomerang, yeah, the boomerang and stuff like that. It's like hmm, like, and some characters like Wario, you can like float around, and if you let go of the stick, it just he sits there. But Mona, if you she just keeps going in a certain direction, so that can get you in trouble if you're not paying attention, and <laughs> yeah. you're not controlling the direction. Yeah. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think my my um my best score is like thirty five or something. It's not very good so far. I don't know. How, how have you gone for your high scores? Um, I think mine's like forty nine or fifty on all characters. Oh yeah, yeah, on all characters mode. Yeah, I might have got the forty. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. I think I think the thing that's really interesting about it, at least, 
just from what we've seen is that especially with chucking it in on all characters like that is a really cool way to vary gameplay yeah yeah like really 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 big um it it effectively not only like obviously micro games are pretty self self-explanatory and the thing with smooth moves was like every micro game had a thing you had to do whether it be like the big cheese or the waiter or you know whatever um and that's that that's great and everything and it kept you switching up all the time but like once you got used to the micro games like you know exactly what to do there's no question about that but that that doesn't mean that smooth moves is by any means not fun because of its repetitiveness in taking those stances or whatever yeah all it basically means is that you know exactly what's coming up if you see you know the big cheese or the waiter or yeah yeah whatever um but in this it's kind of like every character has a different ability you're not going to see what micro game is going to come up and the way that every single one of those characters handles that micro game is going to be 100% different to most of the cast Mm. so um it really it it keeps you running into either unexpected situations or very rare situations yeah and I, i respect that they went with that design sort of decision as well because it adds a lot more work for them like every micro game they've got to construct in a way that works for every single character like that's right like, yeah like one of the characters he doesn't move he just uses his projectiles and he can hang off certain like points that yes. are put throughout the level so just think they about have to specifically put those points in the level yeah yeah to add to that yeah yeah that um yeah it just adds more work for them and but that is a decision they made to make this game stand out compared to other ones mm-hmm. it could have very easily been um similar to like the 3ds one where it's just like oh look you recognize all these and they're remixed and they're all into a switch one now congratulations mm-hmm. yeah, or yeah. just like uh, uh smooth moves two with joy cons which yeah, yeah. which i would have really loved as well yeah yeah wrong. absolutely yeah but i i definitely appreciate this and just like going through the demo once you um like you get a game over it it gives you basically like a bit of uh, a look into the features in the the game coming up and I was like, oh, they've got like leaderboards and uh, daily challenges and all this like, online stuff, which I'm curious to jump into. And I think we actually said what rewards they bring and stuff like that as well. That'd yeah. be interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Like, uh, like in WarioWare games, quite often you collect things and you add to your collection, you can go and check them out and uh, all of that. And it'd be interesting if they keep like maybe updating it. So, like, oh, here's a challenge and you'll get something for your, your collection or whether they'll keep introducing like little micro games that get put into it through. Uh, free updates and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting as well because um, I know like the Mario Golf when they uh, do the uh, ranked mode and if you get an A-, minus, you're able to get the, the Yoshi colors and uh, I think now the tournament, you can get a little visor for Boo, which is very exciting. You always want that visor on Boo, but just like through cosmetics. So actually, it actually interests me enough for that game. Like, you know, I'm, I'm keen enough to play that game. I just want something to aim for. Yeah, yeah, in Mario yeah. Golf, I still find it very weird that they put Yoshi colors behind a ranked reward, though. Yeah, it is weird. That's kind of strange. <laughs> um, I guess, but Mario Kart Eight, the Yoshi colors were behind DLC, so it seems to be yeah, a true. seems to be a path Nintendo's going down. It's like, oh, you got to earn the red one. I'm like, god damn it! But it is what it is. But yeah, I think something like that for WarioWare um, is going to be really cool. Just keep you playing. Because, you know, with the 3DS one, I played it. This is great. This is a great WarioWare. It has yeah. like all of the uh, games in one. It was a great compilation. Compilation. Um, but it's like, well, that was fun. <laughs> you put it down. Like, mm. didn't have that online or just multiplayer like we really enjoyed with Smooth Moves. Just being in front of the TV. But now with the Switch, we got it back in front of the TV. We got co-op. 
I hope we've got online co-op. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, even if it even if it doesn't have online co-op, I don't think that would be like... I, I guess the killing blow for that game for me either because the way I've always seen WarioWare is something where we can chuck a controller between all of us so we can all take part. That's true, but in 2021... For many people, I think. 100%. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you know. I'm saying like personally for me, like I'm just thinking back to like your bachelor party. We literally just chucked around a singular, singular Wiimote to play smoothly. Of course, of course. Like, yeah, I think any situation like Smash Brothers, you want eight people in the same room and you want it screaming at the one TV and just, ah, fucking someone going off to get a shot of vodka. Hit and me throwing- with that stupid beetle that takes me right up the fucking top of the stage, you fucking, oh. <laughs> just fucking ash, you bastard. And you just leap over the couch and punch him in the face. And, you know, you just get really into the game, you know. Um, but- it's it's not always uh, doable, so having yeah, yeah, having yeah. online is uh, important. Important, I think. Uh, like for Mario Party, it's it's obvious. Played in in to play. Yeah, in the same yeah. Place. There, there are games like that that they're, they're stupidly obvious. So Mario Party is definitely one of them. Like it just makes no sense that it never hit online until recently. Yeah, makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, well, at least a new one you can um, play online from the get go. Which uh, thank God for that. Yeah, if I had more friends, I'd be looking forward to that game a lot more. <laughs> True, uh, but it is what it is. Um, so I, I'd actually been playing a fair few games. I took my Switch Lite on my honeymoon, and um, at night times when we're watching movies and stuff, I would usually pick up my Switch and play it there. Um, and when I left, there was the uh, Nintendo uh, Indie World um, that was on. So I actually that I ignored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, bro, I should have talked about the Indie World, but no, I, I actually a lot of these games. I'm like, oh, I really like the look of a lot of these titles, and. Um, a fair few of them, I think it was like eight of them or six, I don't know, whatever, how many uh, were out on that day. So I actually went and picked up a few. Um, the first one I picked up was probably the one I enjoyed the most was Boyfriend Dungeon, which is a title that got announced at a previous uh, Indie World presentation. Friend Boy Dungeon. Yeah, and it's, it's a... It's a <laughs> it's basically like a, a romancing game slash with a dungeon crawling game where you progress through a dungeon, you level up your companion, which is a sword that can turn into a human being or a human being that can turn into a sword, or vice versa. I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, the sword of the person. I don't know how it works. But, um, you know. The toe or the fungus. The toe or the fungus. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Whatever you want the analogy to be. And uh, I, I really enjoyed this game. Uh, I, I got to admit, so I'm on my honeymoon. I'm next to my wife. She's asleep. There I am. I'm playing Boyfriend Dungeon. And I'm like, oh, these boys, oh, they're looking very charming, nice men talking to me. And I start the game and basically it revolves around, you move to a brand new town, you're spending the summer with your cousin and your cousin's like, man, you've got to come out of your shell. You must be like a real shy high schooler. You're just like, you know, you don't talk to girls. You've got no friends. You've got to go to the dungeon and get a boyfriend. Well, you're not wrong, bro. So basically you get a phone call from this really nice looking man. He owns this club. You're like, oh my God, oh, I'm going up in the world. So he turns into a sword. And what do you do, Bryce? You go and slay some demons with him. And so my first impression of the game when I went to the dungeon was, oh, I don't like these. I don't really like the feel of the game. But that's because I have I had not yet met the love of my life. Because each sword feels different. Each person, each companion has a difference to them. And I met a nice young lady. Yes, there are girls in this as well. Uh, and her name was Valera. 
and she she was really nice. She was like, you know, she was my type. She was a bit of a bad girl, nice long hair, brown eyes. She, oh, she was gorgeous, Bryce. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you know, because uh, these, these men, they, they made me feel something inside. I'm like, oh, a bit of a flutter. But, you know, you know I, I, I like my girls. So th- there I am. I've, I've, met, I've met the love of my life, right? Um, just just absolute, absolute sweet up. And uh, it turns out she's the only girl in the game. So I'm like, well, I guess... Guess here we are. <laughs> but but in all seriousness, uh, she was actually my favorite weapon to play with. Um, as soon as I got her, I'm like, well, this feels a lot better. She was just a lot more faster, a lot more fluid instead of like a big heavy weapon. Like some are swords, some are daggers, some are like big scythes, which are big like long swing. Um, so I enjoyed the game a lot more once I met her, both her personality and her sharpness, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I really did enjoy this game, but it – it's really short. It really f- uh, sort of uh, threw me off how short the game was. Um, I got to the end. I'm like, oh, that's it. Oh, wow. So it really did sort of throw me off in that aspect. And it didn't really satisfy me. The ending, it just was so abrupt. It's like, all right, well, the summer's ended. You're going home. Like, okay. <laughs> I guess that's my time in the boyfriend dungeon. Yeah, because there's, there's, um, there's a few dungeons. So you start off in like a shopping mall, which is like deserted because of these... Um, Basically, what what you're battling against is your nightmares coming to fruition. So when you go to the shopping center, you're versing like you know mobile phones, and I guess like the mobile phones represent like you know social media, social media, and all that stuff. You know, there's there's a bit of meaning to the enemies and that and there. Then yep. then you move to a different area, which is like a nightclub. I'm like oh cool, and like you've got like a layout of the city which you're running around, and then you click on areas to go into them, and then you uh, you're either talking to the different characters or you're doing the dungeon crawling. But after a couple of dungeons, um, yeah, that was it. I'm like, there's only like two, and well, there's three, including the very last boss battle, pretty much. No, that was it. I'm like, wow, it just it was so abrupt at the end. So I think to be it, fair, there is that that you know there is replayability in that definitely. This certainly is. So you can go back and obviously <laughs> romance the other characters in the game, and yeah, there's plenty of options to choose from. There's like you got a nice amount of nice looking men. You got you got your one female. There's even a cat in the game which you can romance, and it's not romance. It's not like uh, you know kissy kissy with the cat. It's mainly just like you know just being friends with the cat. They didn't get too grotesque with the the cat option there, but it's funny that it popped up basically because you're sending text messages back and forth to the different characters to interact with them, and then they're like, oh, would you like to go on a date? I'm like, yes, please. I want, I want to date with everyone. You know, I'm just a loose cannon over here, Bryce. Um, but when you're talking to the cat, you're just talking to the owner. So the owner's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll let him out. <laughs> then you go meet the cat at the park. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, it's just really weird. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it's a great game. Um, it's like 25 bucks. Uh, it's on Xbox Game Pass as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I do want to go back and see what the other options are because well, it's a fair few different endings depending on who you romance the most and stuff. Obviously, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I really did enjoy it. I only, I only sort of played it for a couple of nights because it was pretty short. Um, had funder in the Discord community. Maybe he was looking at uh, what games I've been playing recently and he saw that I was playing four hours of Boyfriend Dungeon. He, he asked me, well, have you um, do you have anything to say, Drew? I'm like, no, it's a good game, man. It's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Nothing I, you want to admit to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'd recommend it. It's also, yeah, like I said, free on Xbox Game Pass. But uh, another game I actually bought on Switch was Cozy Groove. Talked about this before. I played it on Apple Arcade. Uh, just I, I've, I've been enjoying it more on Switch just because I 
I can actually play it with like buttons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it's you know, it's kind of like filled the whole of Animal Crossing without being too like too much. Like when I look at my Animal Crossing island, I'm like, oh, I've got to do this, 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 this. <laughs> but on this, I've just got to talk to a few spirits, find some items each day. Takes about forty minutes a day, and um, turn it in, and cool. It's just a nice, rewarding, fun game. Um, sort of bringing back the spirits to my island. The spirits are all based on bears, Bryce. Very cute. It's beautiful. It's like a seagull bear and, oh, Jesus. Gull bear. Yeah. Bear gull. Bear gull. Bear gull. Um, another game, uh, Garden Story. This was at the Indie World as well. Um, when I saw it, it's got really nice pixel art. You play as like a little grape pretty much. And the idea is to sort of look after <coughs> your village and make sure the rot which is the enemy of the game, doesn't like accumulate and take over the village. Of course. Of yes. course, of course. Of course, of course, <laughs> yes. Of course, that's just, uh, that's just uh, of natural. Of course, it's a horse. Of course. But um, yeah, this one didn't really stick with me that much. I need to spend a bit more time with it maybe, but when I went into it, I expected maybe like a, more of like a Zelda-like, mm-hmm. but um, it's basically a bit more like Stardew Valley, not in the way that you're farming, but just that it's all based on like a day-night cycle. Okay. And that um, like the combat in the game, so you've got to like go and fight off the rot. They're basically like big blobs in the game and you've got like, at the moment I've got a sword and like, I go swipe, swipe, but then it's got a recharge. It's got like a recharge gauge. So the combat just ends up being like swipe, swipe. All right, hurry up. Swipe, swipe. And it's like chipping away at that. I'm like, all right, this isn't really doing it for me. Then there's um, some other tasks you can do that aren't combat orientated, such as like um, crafting and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think I just got to spend a bit more time with it, but it just, it didn't grab me. So it's probably one of those games that starts out real slow and. Yeah. 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 Because, but all, all the um, sort of writing and that's very charming. At the moment, uh, you start off like an, a like a a little little grape. You literally start off in the, I am in the in, a little grape. <laughs> you start off in like a kindergarten, and this guy pretty much just comes out and says, "All right, listen, you are a grape." <laughs> listen, pretty much the village elder is is dead. He's gone. Uh, you are now looking after the village. I'm like, "Geez, that's a, that's escalated quickly." <laughs> So there we are. So yeah, I need to spend a bit more time with that, but it just didn't grab me as much as some Good of these other games creep. I've been playing. Um, and probably the biggest game from that Indie World presentation was Axiom Verge 2. And oh, when I first started playing this, I think it was like 11 o'clock at night, just the night before we flew out. So I was just like, all right, let's, let's play Axiom Verge. Let's get started. So I go to like the right of the screen. I go as far as I can. I'm like, all right. Where the fuck do I go? So I spent, I spent half an hour just going backwards and forwards. Been like, I got no idea, man. So I turn it off, you know, go to bed. It's late. I can't be bothered thinking right now. I put on Twitter saying, hey, I'm like five minutes in. I'm already fucking stuck. <laughs> and uh, someone replied being like, oh, haven't you found the secret door? I'm like, no, I have not found the fucking secret door. So they say, oh, yeah, it's here and it's there. So I go up to it and because it's, it's a 2D game, it's really nice pixel art takes you back to the, the super Metroid sort of art style type of thing. Yeah. Um, and there's this, you go inside this uh, house pretty much and then the right wall is just a door. You go up to it and it's got no prompt to click on it or anything. You click on it and it just like slides up. I'm like, how the fuck could I see that? <laughs> like seriously, like this this long into the game, you're already doing this. So I'm like, oh, what am I in for here? Jesus Christ. The whole game's going to be like, oh, there's a door here which you can't see. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, well, at least you know what to expect. Yeah. So um, getting into it, playing it a bit more, uh, 
getting a few items. There's like a, a boomerang and you upgrade sort of melee ability in that. And it just gives you free reign of the map so you can go wherever you want, which is I always appreciate because I love just exploration in games. I don't necessarily need like another Mario game where you're just going left to right, for example. Um, but I, I don't know. It just, this this game didn't really grab me straight away either. Um, I, I, I think it's just like a, a really sort of, great example of maybe metroidvanias aren't my type of thing like i really want to get into it it sounds like they i don't know how they're not my type of thing i love exploration i love like 2d games i love retro games but just like whenever whenever i've tried metroid and you know maybe some, some the of these theme. other titles maybe it's themes yeah i don't know maybe you're not into the themes because you kind of you kind of get along with um stuff like uh dead cells yeah but de- yeah dead cells isn't I know, I know yeah. it's not. I know it's not, but it is a two D game where you, you know, do combat and all that stuff, and it's sort of whatever. Maybe it is just the th- thematics of it that you're not really into. Maybe, maybe, yes. but yeah, um, I think I think all the weapons and that are a lot of fun as well. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily my type of thing, but yeah, I need to play more of it. I would like to see this one through to the end, which I don't think I will see for Garden Story, but um, I never played the first Axiom Verge either. It was one of those games I picked up for like four bucks on Switch. It was on sale like a year or so ago. Just, oh yeah, cool. I, I want to play that. <laughs> There's plenty of games I want to play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't get to that. So I basically jumped straight into Axiom Verge 2, which is a, you know, a separate sort of um, storyline and yeah. stuff like that too. But, so it doesn't really matter, but. Yeah, I will be getting back to that one. And just last of all, Bryce, not to bore you too much, but um, uh, Wrestle Dunks Sports. This Good came game. out. Yeah. Came yeah. out. We played Finally, it at, yeah. at Avcon and uh, PAX. Um, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. At, um, yeah, PAX 2019. Um, interviewed the uh, developer. Yeah. I uh, saw on Twitter, like, oh, it's out now. I'm like, oh, oh, cool. So I got home and went and bought it for 15 bucks. And uh, yeah, playing it. I only versed like CPUs, so I didn't play with anyone. Just a fantastic party game. Anyone who's out there who's like, you know what? I want something a bit more casual than Smash Brothers. And I want something that's just really fun to pick up and uh, play. I reckon uh, Wrestle Dunks Sports. is definitely one of those things. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's basically, I forgot how many sports there are in it, but definitely my favorite one would be the wrestling. Basically, you play as like a, a rectangle with a face. It's a very nice art style. It's not as simple as just a rectangle with a face, but uh you play as a rectangle with a face and uh, you've got basically a jump button and uh, like a go sideways button. So then you can just like slam and like squash the other opponent. So the other ones, the sort of the aim of the game is to jump on the opponent and squash them. Then there's volleyball and some other sports as well, which are good fun. But yeah, um, I did notice there's online. There's no like matchmaking or anything, but if you want to like uh, start a room and uh, offer a code up to someone in your Discord or just like a, a personal code, you yep. can do online, which is great to see. That isn't a shoe in for a indie title. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm keen to play this a bit more with some, some friends potentially. Bryce, are you a potential friend to play with? Uh, yep. All right, so I bought the fuck out of Bryce. <coughs> Sorry, Bryce. You haven't. I'm running on bugger all sleep. <laughs> uh, long story short, I uh, I had to work, what was it, uh, an 11-hour shift and 
we had somebody call in and there was a bunch of overlap time where me and this person that called in would have been on at the same time. So it got ridiculously busy. I did some stupid things like lift way too much at once. And uh, I didn't feel it at the time, but I was definitely paying for it the next day and I'm still paying for it today. So uh, sleeping has not been too easy. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I got sprigged in the ribs. Ouch. <laughs> Actually, yeah, before I um before I went on holiday, like my, my ribs were so sore one night I could like barely walk. I don't know. I said that to someone. I was like, how the fuck does it affect your walking? But I just like had to keep like in this very particular position while I was walking. And like, yeah, just like moving over in bed and that sucks. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I can imagine what it's like for you too with your, like your, your back and your, your shoulder. Yep. My weight does not play a good role in that either. It does not assist it whatsoever. Cool. <laughs> like, Need a massage? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drewy's magic fingers. Yeah, Drewy's magic fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's everything I've been playing pretty much. That's a lot. Yeah, well, I'll wait for a bit. <laughs> I think the last 30 minutes has been you talking about what you've played. Is that 30 minutes? I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was quite a while. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to some news. There's uh, been not much at all, so it won't be too bad to get through. Beautiful. Um, so, yeah. I-, I missed a lot of the good Holy news. Holy shit. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. Let's get into that. All all of the uh, like the Pokemon stuff, I'm like, oh, that would have been nice to talk about. Yeah. 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 For the Pokemon, I like the Pokemon. I'm sure you do. I'm just kidding, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Is that all? I, I eat pie with my friends. My body is still. Alrighty, so Sonic Colors Ultimate came out on Nintendo Switch, and apparently it's running into a few problems with some glitches and that. I haven't looked into it. A whole lot, but I've seen Game Explain and that have put up compilation videos of some glitches. And Nintendo is actually offering a refund for the game, so that might speak to uh, its problems. Oh, which, this, this situation drives me mental. Which is a weird one because Sonic Colors on the Wii it didn't really have any problems, as far as I'm aware. No, it didn't. But you you know what the weirdest thing about this situation is, right? Is that People can't seem to get their head wrapped around the fact that... Because a lot of people are like, oh, all these glitches are from the Yuzu emulator and stuff like that. And then there's a lot of people that are like, uh, no, they're not because I purchased the game and I'm experiencing them. Um, But then, like, one person chimed in, and I know he's not everybody's favourite person, uh, but I I sort of grew up with him, and that's Aaron Hansen Mm -hmm. of Game Grumps. And he very specifically only plays bad Bad Sonic games. He he is a Sonic fan. Absolutely, he loves Sonic as a character, etc. He said it. He said it multiple times before. But he only plays bad Sonic games because they are funny to play. And if that gets you viewership, then I don't know what you can complain about. But anyway, a lot of people went on a tirade about it, and they're just like, oh, "Aaron will do anything to make Sonic look bad. It's your fault that Sonic isn't respected." And- <laughs> And, and then, like, because oh, he, he posted, like, oh, boy, I'm so happy to see this. Like, just as, like, this game is glitchy and I can't wait to play the glitchy game on Game Grumps because it would be funny. Yeah. And then a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, like, fuck you for ruining Sonic for literally the entire world. And, or, like, <laughs> blaming 
blaming Sonic's image on him. And then uh, it came out that like a bunch of the videos were using, well, a bunch. I mean, like a, 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 a small pinch of these videos were using user emulator. So it kind of exacerbated the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's just like, oh, now, now Aaron's going to feel when he's not playing the glitchy Sonic game uh-huh, because user emulator. And then it was just like, and then all these people sort of chimed in. They're like, I literally purchased the game. I'm literally having like, f- there's, there's, I'm literally experiencing photosensitive seizure bullshit. It's not just Yuzu. It's the entire game. The entire game does have problems. A lot of people are kind of just like pissing it off. I'm glad that's kind of come to light and Nintendo are giving refunds for it to actually address the fact that, yes, there is a problem with Sonic Colors Ultimate because, like, think of uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and how it didn't fucking work here. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And I'm pretty sure they refunded that too, right? I believe so. That That is literally the telltale sign that there is definitely fucking something wrong with the game. Right? So a lot of people are sort of just like a lot of people like to piss on Aaron recently because and like, you know, I know he's done some stupid shit in like, you know, the past, obviously. And I think that he definitely deserves the criticism for some of the shit he's done. Absolutely. But at the same time, I think like (laughs) pissing on a person because they play glitchy Sonic games for fun. Is is kind of fucking weird. Listen, guys, Sonic did it to himself. All right, Sonic earned his oh, so, like his, his uh, image. Here's, here's the thing: I actually don't mind Sonic games myself. Sonic, every yeah, now Sonic, and then, Sonic's good. Sonic's <laughs> fine, but that does not mean that the the quality of Sonic games is good. No, it hasn't been for a long time, long, 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 long time. Except for maybe Mania, and Mania was spearheaded by a fan, not. Not a developer, like, you know, mm. they brought him in because he was a fan of the game. He wanted to make a good Sonic game and he made a good Sonic game. But that doesn't mean that <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm, oh, just, it drives me mad. Like, because he, he went trending on Twitter. Like, the word Aaron literally went trending on Twitter. Oh, really? 21 point K, like, like, 21 point something K retweets when I last saw it. And it was all people just shitting on Aaron because he said he wanted to play the glitchy Sonic game. And I'm just like, fuck it, hell, you people can't let anything go. Well, I don't get it. I don't yeah. know. Fan fan bases of all types are so scary. Like, oh, it's so stupid. Obviously, man. with the with the, the the Sonic thing there, like you know, Sonic fans they're scary. But just like the the PlayStation fan base, did you see what happened with um the new model of the PlayStation Three? I'm oh, sorry, PlayStation Five. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah what, what was it like yeah so austin creed he compared the new model which is basically a lighter version of the playstation 5 run compared it to i guess the original one yeah and basically it's lighter because it has a really small heat heat sink in it and uh yeah because obviously with a with a smaller heat sink it has it runs hotter and that's all he said. And he was getting death threats and doxxed and yeah, everything. Like, why? It's like, it's it's crazy. It's like, dude, like, it's just a smaller heat sink. That's what he's pointing out. It, It's Sony. Don't give the man death threats. Yeah, that's exactly Because right. he's pointing out 
a technology oh my god is it, change it's, like, so, it's so irritating um <clears throat> sorry i had to i had to know i had to move for a second there because i did see that we actually did get a chat message from delfino durians saying that uh she says she loves the camp in sonic uh and there's a reason why the black knight is her favorite sonic game oh, yeah black knight yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you know when you're talking about sonic games right you you can't no, I I don't know, but anyway, yes. Yeah, sort of, sort of back to the back to the actual topic, right? Is that um, yeah, this this situation with colors has stirred up so much shit, and I don't, I really don't understand. It's not that hard to believe that Sonic is fucking glitchy. It really isn't. Has happened for a long time, mm. right? You can still enjoy a game that's a buggy fucking mess, absolutely, but that does not necessarily mean that it's up to par either, right? Um. I'm trying to. T- <laughs> it's it's stupid because it was only a few weeks ago. I was sort of talking about things in a negative uh, in a negative light too often. I'm definitely, you know, colors right. Colors is a good game. Yeah, there's no question about that. Like I I personally didn't get through all of it or anything like that. I played a little bit of it. Colors is a pretty good Sonic game, and I'll, I think a lot of people can agree with that. But that doesn't really excuse the game for having for getting a shitty port, right? It's like Skyward Sword HD. In, in the sense of, like, Skyward Sword, for me, was not a, a fantastic experience because it droned on. The port made that better, so it was a slightly successful port. Absolutely. This is a step backwards. Yeah, just like, oh, well, I played it's, it on Wii, but I bought the re-release and I had a seizure. That that's, <laughs> that's not good. It's a huge <laughs> fucking... It's a huge step back. It's a huge step back. Like some shit like that happening in your game. But a lot of people are just like, oh, one person posted a clip that come from a Yuzu emulator and therefore it must all be Yuzu clips. It's not. It's not. The game is glitchy. Like it, people have been posting clips from their Switch. Apparently the only game, the the only version of the game that actually works correctly is the PlayStation version. Mm. Apparently that's the only yeah. version. And the Switch just got the real ass end of it. Which is really strange because it was a Wii exclusive. Yeah, so if you're interested in picking up that game, maybe just uh, <laughs> just yeah, ha- hold hold at- off for a bit. Yeah, right. It, so. When they fix it, you know what? It'll be fun, and it'll be cheaper. It'll drop in price pretty quick, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. It's one of those games I was interested in, but not at full price at launch. No, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. and not in the condition it's in. No. Oh, of course, of course not now. Sonic, Sonic, <laughs> Col- Sonic, Sonic Colors is no by no means a bad game because this port is bad. And like Sonic Colors is a pretty good Sonic game. Mm. But if you okay, if, if you're chasing the glitches for the fucking fun of it, then you're probably going to want to buy it now before it pisses off. <laughs> absolutely. But you, if if you're actually looking for a genuine Sonic Sonic Colors experience, yeah, you don't buy it. It's yeah, that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right, let's move on to story number two. This is just relevant for us here in Australia. So you guys in Canada or the US, you've already got these Pokemon cards from McDonald's. Congratulations. I ho- hope you bought like 100 pa- packs and uh, the kids got nothing. All right. That's what I'm oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't hope that. But uh, now it's been confirmed that they're coming to Australia on September 9th, Bryce. So this week that's happening, this Thursday, as of recording this podcast... So you'll be, oh, there you go, bros. Um, so you'll be able to yeah, get to a, a, a limit of two. So you'll be restricted to two Happy Meals. 
So you won't be able to go and buy 50 of them. You're not that cool, mate. All right. Why they didn't have that in the American release in the first place absolutely baffles me. Why did they just allow people to buy like 500 Happy Meals? Yeah. So do you reckon you'll go and like, you've got two kids, so you can go and get two Happy Meals and be, you can look like a normal human being. But Drewy, he doesn't have a kid yet. So I've got to go and just buy two Happy Meals. But yeah, and but just like you, chew on the bit of apple. You're reading the infographic here, buddy. It says toys and books sold separately for $2. So technically this could class as a $2 sale. Does that count as the, um, for the cards though? I don't, I don't see why not. It's in their Pokemon infographic. Yeah. Well, that'd be cool. I'll go and do that. But that also means you can only buy two cards. So you, you're still going to be really friggin' lucky to get the expensive one, which I think is like the hollow Pikachu or whatever. Yeah, I think that's the that's the chase card as that, far as that, the McDonald's range yeah. goes. Yeah, which is a card that has actually already been released before. It's just got a McDonald's logo on it. Mm. Um, like here's the thing: is is yeah, it, it's got to be cool and everything. But uh, I'm 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 fine with just giving the kids the cards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just what because it's all about. they see, they see me open them all the time, right? Like I, I'm not I'm not this exuberant hoarder like a lot of people are going to be with these things. Yeah. I'm not going to do that shit. I'll just let them have the cards. They're not going to hold as much value as people expect them to because the amount of people that are fucking scalping them and being dickheads about it mm. Pers- have like, driven the value down. Yeah. Personally, for me, um, I'm collecting like the jumbo first partner cards. So every, Those are cool, yeah. Yeah, every month or so they're bringing out um, each region starter Pokemon on a jumbo card. Um, so you get all three of them and two booster packs as well. So I'm just like collecting them, and I think these McDonald's ones are pretty much the similar, similar if not the same, apart from obviously the uh, the logo and McDonald's stuff on them. So I'm not I'm not too fast either. If I if I'm in town and I go past McDonald's, but yeah, why not? While it's in it's in range, why not? You know, I'm gonna get my bit of apple. I want 500 <laughs> Happy Meal cards. I'm Drew Agnew. Go with my trench coat and non-washed hair for like a week just like, i'm really <laughs> tempted to just like find an online store where i can buy a shit ton of snom on a bench that'd be cool i mean i'll, I'll sell them to you i've got plenty now here's here's the thing no 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 you don't understand i want like 250 snom on a bench Oh, i don't have that many all right i want 250 mm-hmm. snom on a bench and then i want to buy like a trench coat and i want to tack them all under the inside and wear sunglasses and like a hat and then i want to go to beautiful and then i want to go to pax and then I want to go, you want to see my wares. And when people are like, what the fuck? I'll be like, snom on a bench. <laughs> That'd be great. I love that. Just a whole inline coat lined with snom on a bench. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just uh, just for people who don't know what the fuck snom on a bench is. Uh, snom is this little snow worm. And in the Pokemon TCG, there's a card with him just sitting on a bench. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why he's sitting on that bench. But he's sitting on a bench. And he fucking loves that bench. He fucking loves that bench. God, it's a good bench. Yeah. Don't and blame I want, him. I want to line the entire inside of a coat so I can just go around packs handing people snom on a bench cards out of my trench coat. God, you're so generous, bro. I know. Everybody can love their snom on a bench card. And you know what? Maybe I should print 250 House of Mario stickers and stick them on there. Good advertising. <laughs> I've got the snob on a bench. What's this dumb sticker on it? Oh, I'll peel that off. <laughs> then just like chuck it away. Mm. It's like, dude, why would you wear all in a perfectly good snob on a bench? Snob on a bench. Snob on a bench. All right. So the the next bit of news, uh, it's not really news. It's just, you know, it's just uh, basic rumors and that have always fly around in September. Basically, there's lots of talk about Nintendo Direct coming. It's like, well, it's happened the last six years, one in September. Does it mean what's going to happen this year? Not necessarily. 
Um, but let's just take this opportunity to be like, if one does happen this month, Bryce, um, is there anything you'd like to see? Any updates, any new um, announcements or anything like that? What would you like to see from a potential Nintendo Direct? Um, the future. The future. <laughs> like, and, and I mean, like, obviously, you know, not the rest of this year. I mean, 2022. I, I want to I get some things sort of out in the clear, out in the open. Some sort of scope this time. Because, like, the thing is, is we've led into this year and we're kind of just like, well, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> the whole time. It was, yeah. Until like, E3. What, yeah. yeah, until E3. We're like, what the fuck is going on? And then, like, we got some good news at E3, obviously. Like, yay, yay. But, like, holy shit. We just had no idea. And it was so draining because I'm like, man, I, I need to throw my money at a Nintendo game. And I know that there's going to be a few this year. But y'all aren't giving me the idea of which ones are actually coming. So, it's kind of like how much money am I saving for Nintendo games this year? How much money am I putting away? Like, what am I doing? And then, like, it hits, and it's like, bam, here's fucking WarioWare. Bam, here's Metroid Dread. Here's a new Mario Party. Here's fucking... And I'm like, man, that's nice and all, and I, and I really appreciate it, but fucking Christ. It's way too <laughs> long to talk about it. Yeah, How did it take yeah. you so long to talk about WarioWare? I, I mean, I know we had hints for WarioWare thanks to that survey, how did it take them so long to fucking talk about WarioWare? What were they saving that for? I, I, I really love that, actually. So, would you spend 60 bucks on WarioWare? So, oh. And you know what the worst part about it all is? <laughs> what? It's like, of all the releases this year on Switch, the top three are definitely going to be three series that fucking hardly ever get touched. You've got WarioWare, you've got No More Heroes, and you've got Metroid Dread. Those are the three big hitters this year. Honestly, you're going to get to Pokemon, right? Oh, yeah, Pokemon. Yeah. Right. You're going to get to Pokemon. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. That's going to be a big hitter regardless, right? The, mm. the, people will eat Pokemon up for fucking breakfast. But like when you're talking about like what has happened already this year, you know, Murray Golf, whatever. Everybody's sort of just been like, eh. mm. yep. <laughs> but no more Heroes 3 has come out. I've heard a lot of positive things about it, even though it definitely, obviously, you know, has its problems obviously you know people always have problems with games but um but i've had many positive comments about no more heroes 3 warrior was a fucking great time to play like even just the demo and i can't wait to play even more of it soon oh this friday bryce oh, it's, it's, oh my god my god man and like and like then you know metroid dread holy shit that last trailer that they put out the other week the one where it's like friggin Samus being held up by the thing, like friggin' whatever the hell was happening to him, just like, Jesus Christ, this is going to be like the dark Metroid experience every Metroid fan ever wanted. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. Holy so, shit, I am Because you, you posted out that uh, trailer in our Discord and I clicked on it, I'm like, holy shit, Nintendo's putting out some spoilers. <laughs> it's got like bosses and all this stuff and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, they were like, oh, hey, look, here's a return. Uh, uh, I won't say his name because it was like, oh, here's a returning boss. I'm like, holy shit, they got returning boss in this game? <laughs> wow, it's returning Holy boss. crap. I'm like, I didn't think they would spoil that because it's actually quite big for, mm. you know, Metroid enthusiasts. So, but oh, I guess they did. Mm. Regardless of that, though, however, I'm still stupidly excited for that game and nothing could ruin it for me, I don't think. It just looks so good. <laughs> yep. It should be, should be good fun. It comes out the same day as the OLED, which I am getting pretty excited about. I'm looking forward to getting that yeah. better I'm, screen. I'm kind of whatever. 
I'm kind. I reckon I'm going to trade in that PlayStation Four Pro. I reckon. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, I might do that. You know, I kept it for like. You don't even need it anymore. I don't even know why it's on your desk. To play it. You got a PlayStation Five. You got two Xbox Series consoles. Look, bro, so I've got two hands, mate. I can play a few games at once. Don't worry about that. Sure, you can. But you can also play most of the games that play on that thing on your big white one. Yeah, well, no, well, that one's basically set up for VR. But you know, when I when, the, the thing with VR, I, it's really impressive. But when I put it on, I'm just like, I'm just like paranoid, like someone's going to sneak up on me the whole time. Because like you just like lock yourself out of the world, pretty much. And like, if say like Chantel's like, oh, Drew, I need something. Like, I wouldn't fucking know. I'm out swinging, swinging around and beat saber, like, <laughs> beat saber or some shit. I don't know what's to going a on. Friggin' old McDonald out of fun. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> 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 hey, I'll be all about that. I should get on PC. Surely they made old McDonald's farm on. Oh, on yeah, shit. Yes, they would have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I want. I kind of, I kind of want an Oculus just so I can play it. Uh, and have stupid shit like that on Beat Saber. Honestly, I reckon, I reckon that game alone is worth VR. It's so much fun. Oh shit, yes, so yeah, much yeah, fun. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of the point of it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I guess some other rumors regarding like a Nintendo Direct potentially is that uh, there's been reports of Game Boy games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Um, personally, you know, I don't know. I don't necessarily believe them or not believe them. They could add them. They could not add them. Um, but you know, when it when it comes down to it, we're not going to see Pokemon games on here, and we're going to get like you know they're going to put like Mario Land, Donkey kind of Kong really ninety four. Let's let's be real. Was that sorry? It's kind of really kind of fucking hope they do though. Oh yeah, I do too because um like the Game Boy and the portable consoles are the ones where I'm just like I, I want to like learn like titles I don't know about. So if they put up like all these random games coming to Super Nintendo, I'm like what the fuck is this? But if a random game comes to Game Boy, I'm not personally just with what I enjoy going back to with retro games, I'll be a lot more inclined to check out all the games on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, so that's just, you know, that's just me. But um, it, it just really annoys me Nintendo's sort of attitude towards their retro titles where instead of just being like, hey, you're an online subscriber, you have access to our back catalogue, enjoy our heritage, it's fantastic, you'll love it, learn, you know, where Samus and all these characters came from. But instead they just go... You know, we're going to keep you wanting for a long time. And every little bit we give you, you're going to be so thankful you've given it to us. And it's just draining as a fucking Nintendo fan. Just be like, just let us play your games. Like, yeah. No, seriously, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like all these rumors, oh, we're going to get Game Boy games. We're fucking five, almost five years into this shit. Just let us play your shit. Just fucking put, put everything up until fucking GameCube God. on there or some shit. Who gives a fuck, man? Seriously, I mean, Nintendo, it's just fuck. Guys, if you, if you want more money out of us, right? If you want more money out of us, you should just release the virtual console. Just, what are Who you cares? doing? Who what cares? are you doing over there? Just fucking release the virtual console. And if you're not going to release the virtual console and you're going to make us pay these five bucks every fucking month, charge it up, put it to ten bucks and put more on there. I want to play fucking Nintendo 64 games. I want to fucking play fucking... Yeah, but then they want to remake them and shit. It's just... It's just I don't give a shit about I don't it. give a shit either, Bryce. It's just freaking annoying. They've remade annoying. One, like, one Nintendo 64 game outside of Mario, the Mario collection, and that was fucking Turok. <sighs> Who fucking rah? Well, it wasn't... That wasn't even Nintendo. It wasn't even that. them. Yeah, but yeah. it was still there, and it was just like, holy fuck. Oh... <sighs> 
there's so much legacy in Nintendo games outside of their original fucking titles, but they don't seem to junction that. It's like you think of games like Ocarina of Time. It is the most successful Zelda game of all time in terms of ratings. In fact, in most lists, it is the most successful game of all time. It is the highest rated game of all time. Yet some fucking how... Fucking hell, Nintendo. Some fucking how you cannot access that with the subscription. That's like a highlight of Nintendo being like, this is the shit you play Nintendo for. And it's not there. Why? Doesn't it shit you to tears <clears throat> that uh, Xbox are doing such a fantastic <laughs> yeah, it fantastic do, no, work with their heritage? It, it, it fucking does. It shits me to tears. But like, you know, <laughs> you know, even at this point, right? Even at this point, and this is really like some sort of somewhat silly to say, but like I booted up my PlayStation. Oh, that is silly. I, I, I have my <laughs> subscription on, on my PS5 and something that I was really genuinely like happy to see was the PlayStation collection which was a collection of a bunch of PlayStation 4 titles. Albeit, it's missing some that it really should have there, like Horizon Zero Dawn, <clears throat> that were defining for the PlayStation 4. And you can just download them and play them for free. And those games are not small. They are quite large. And they still sell for money, like good chunks of money today. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right? Okay. It's, okay. it's, not, it's not the fucking... It, it, it's not the variety... Of the SNES slash NES library? Absolutely not. It's not the variety. It does not have that much variety, but they are huge games. Every single one of them. You could buy a PlayStation 5, sign up for PS Plus, and if you played through all of those games, you would get a fuck ton of time out of your PS5 just from them, let alone like Game Pass, which would give you fucking 700 times the amount of time. But still, like when you compare like the NES NES library and games you'd actually be interested in, and then like the PlayStation Plus collection, at its current state, you would get more time out of the PlayStation Plus collection. Oh, easy, yeah, easy. Yeah. Than you would the <laughs> NES NES library. Yeah, I mean you are paying a fair bit more for PlayStation Plus, but yeah, but you are also getting free games every month with yeah. PlayStation Plus. I, like, I would, I would rather the defining argument yeah. before PlayStation Five came out, and this was my defining argument, is that Nintendo, you are playing less, and you get a Netflix library of games. Cool, you're only paying five bucks for it, whatever, right? PlayStation, at the time, arguably, was doing it worse in terms of subscription model out of all three because Xbox has Game Pass, and that is literally the future of rehab, like getting more money out of older games. Absolutely. 100% mm. because people don't go into a fucking store and go, I want to pay, play FIFA 2019 in the year 2021, you know, or some bullshit like that. Some spastics would, but you, you get my point though, right? Like it's not fucking, it's not fucking <laughs> rocket science. Like yeah. it's a good way to get, you know, anyway, my point, my point sort of sits in is PlayStation was sitting there for a while. where it's just like, well, we're still offering our free games every month. But then you've got like Xbox that's like, we're doing that, but we also have a big library of games. And then Nintendo's like, well, we're kind of doing that. We've cut the price in half and we just give you a shit ton of them to play whenever you want. We add a little couple of extra features for to, to them. It's kind of like, all right, for the price point, not so bad. But now you've got like the PlayStation Plus collection and now all of a sudden Nintendo's in the worst seat in the room. Absolutely. There's no question about it. There's like fucking 20 games in the PlayStation Plus collection. I mean... On Nintendo Switch Online, you can talk to your friends on the mobile app. Oh, my fucking God. Anyway, let's move away from this. This is just... It irritates me so much. Just... It just... It, 
what what I don't like about it, it, it they are manipulating their audience. Just they like, are, they are. Yeah, it's it's not just been like this is this is not a good feature. It's like they're just drip feeding us stuff. Over years, let's let's be real. Just like, give us some fucking games this, on the service. This, this is this is almost the last time I want to speak about this subject, right? For yeah. very specific reasons. Nintendo, I, Nintendo in general. Let's start a new podcast. I reckon. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> No, it's the last time I want to speak about this subject for a very for for the exact same reason I stated three weeks ago, right? And I want to think negatively about video games and. This is a this is a constant. Oh, this sorry, is, I brought you into this. Sorry, man. You did. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Here's the thing: is no, 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 no. It's fine because the reason is, is this is a constant, right? Yeah. And there is there is finally a point with it where I'm kind of just like, you know what? Nintendo is doing it doing it the worst now. There is no question. Oh well, yeah. They are doing the worst. Yeah. In terms of like offering people a service, there's so there's so much Nintendo history right there that could be put on this online program. They don't do it. Why? Fuck knows. They're yeah. willing to sell a Nintendo 64 game in a collection for $80. But they won't justify it by, here's Nintendo 64 games, just play them. Well, that's exactly why. They want to keep us hungry for their old titles as well. They want to remake, repackage. But um, if they wanted to things. do that, they would have stopped with the SNES. They, they would have stopped before the SNES. The SNES was like... <laughs> Arguably a hell of a lot more popular than what the Nintendo 64 was. Yeah, it was. So what the fuck? Yeah. Like thinking back to Nintendo 64 games, obviously they could remake Ocarina of Time again if they want. But like, Then sure, do it. <laughs> Who cares? But, but like, obviously they're not going to redo Mario 64, probably. No, you know, because it's Smash the Brothers. packaged it into a shitty fucking collection that came out for three months and then went away. Yep. All right, let's move on. Let's fuck move on. me. I didn't even get to the point. Oh, sorry. Final, no, so, sorry. Final, final oh, point. I don't want to cut you off. I'm just trying to. <laughs> final. No, like this. I, I don't want to talk about it again because it's an obvious fucking yep. constant. Yep. Right. There is no ifs and or buts or excuses about it. And anytime somebody brings it up, I'm like, yes, I know. I, whatever sort of thing. Right. Nintendo is doing a shitty job with it. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes, I am angry about it. Do I pay attention to it? No, no, I don't. Because there's no fucking point in me paying attention to it. I just don't pay my online subscription. So if you don't like it, what what games are you really playing on the Switch or online right now? Think about it in your head and then like think about all the games you might be playing on your PlayStation or whatever, right? If you're playing more on your PlayStation than you are on your Switch in terms of online, which you most definitely are, 100%, just stop paying for the Nintendo service. Because man, then maybe they'll fucking listen. Like that—that that is kind of just like the end of the story. I'm not paying for Nintendo Online at the moment for that very reason. I'm just like, all right, my subscription. I bought a year year subscription, ran out. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, you're not missing out on too much. I'm not. I'm, I'm literally not missing out on anything. And they'd be like, oh, you can play. Yeah, later this month, you can play Mario Land. Oh, that'll get you back, Bryce. Ooh. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about something people are exciting. So. Uh, Pokemon is getting an eight-part animated web series called Evolutions. And this is pretty cool. I'll just read the- These are all cool, though. Yeah. They always have been. Yeah. I'll uh, read the write-up from Vooks.net. And they say, Pokemon is no stranger to animation, and this year we'll be getting a extra little treat. The Pokemon company has announced that starting next week and running to the end of the year, they'll be re- releasing an eight-part web series called Pokemon Evolutions. 
Each episode will feature a story from a t- from a particular region, starting with Gala next Thursday, with following episodes releasing fortnightly in descending order through each region. So uh, the trailer shows that these stories will follow uh, some of the events from such games such as Pokemon Generations did back in 2016. So Pokemon Generations, that was oh, was how long? Uh, five years ago. Uh, that yeah. was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. One of my favorite bit of Pokemon animation out there. Really, really nice. So uh, with Pokemon Evolutions, I'm not sure if it's going to be like 20-minute episodes or, or if it will be similar to what Generations was where it is like five-minute just web episodes. Yeah. But it's I kind of assume that it will be like little six-minute episodes. Unfortunately, I would like to see something a bit longer, but we'll see. I'm, I'm always interested just checking these things out. Um because it's just always such a tease when they do like such nice animations and oh yeah, um, showing characters we care about from the games. Oh, they look so good. Then like the actual proper Pokemon anime. So you know, it's a bit. It's it's just focused on kids. So you know, it's not as entertaining to us. Um, but that's how it is, I guess. Actually, but- I've actually found the last two seasons quite entertaining. The sun, sun and moon, and journeys. I think they've both been pretty good in comparison to what we've had in the past. Yeah. So journeys, they finally released on Netflix here in Australia. Yeah, so that's yeah, great. Yeah. I I started watching it. I enjoyed it. Like I enjoy it because I like Pokemon. But it, it's very, it's very childish. It's like just in the way oh, it is. It's, it's like that's the thing is like sun and moon was the same way. It was kind of just like oh here's a bunch of daily things that happen on Alola. Like, cool. And then it's just like the Ultra Beasts have come. Everybody's a fucking Power Ranger now. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah, well. Sweet. And you know what? That, that was, that's, that it was, it was campy fun. And that's what it was needed to be. Whereas like within X and Y and stuff like that, they're kind of just like, let's put real emphasis on like these Pokemon battles. Let's make Greninja super friggin' dope. And like, he's like battling this Charizard and still loses. Like, oh my God, Ash can't win a battle. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, poor Ash. He's been through the biggest battle of his life. He has his hand pulling his lip of his cap down again. He's like, I've lost again. And then, like, in Alola, they were basically just like, here's the gang doing some goofy shit, and then Ash wins a league. Yay. <laughs> and the journey's is kind of the same, except, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fat Pikachu, like fat, freaking giant, like Gigantamax Pikachu versus Gigantamax Dreadnought. That was interesting because Pikachu had no fucking idea how to fucking walk around as a big lump of tar. Like, I, think, I, haven't, I hadn't got that far yet. That sounds funny though. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm so fat. He's like, <laughs> <it's> like pink. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll talk about the episodes as they release, I dare say, on this podcast, what we think about them, recap them a little bit, I dare say. Um, but until then, yeah. All right, and the last one, which uh, you know, it's not very exciting to us, but I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy it with their families and whatnot. Big Brain Academy, Big Brain Academy, Brain vs Brain is coming to Nintendo Switch on December third. So this is uh, just a random announcement from Nintendo. Uh, it's kind of like all of these sort of more casual approach games, whether whether it was Labo or um, Ring Fit Adventure. You know, it sort of just comes out. And it's, oh, well, that's something new. It's not at a direct or anything, but, um, you know, it keeps us on our toes a little bit. So I'm just going to read this from Vooks.net as well. So the article reads, uh, Nintendo's dusting off another DS and Wii era franchise with Big Brain Academy, Brain vs. Brain, which is coming out on December 3rd. Uh, 
Big Brain Academy, Brain vs. Brain, is a brain-busting multiplayer brain, 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 <laughs> game brain, brain, that Nintendo brain, says brain, anyone can play. Brain, brain, Every brain, brain, player brain, brain, can brain, pick brain. their own difficulty, and there's a course of solo modes you can brush up on your brain by yourself. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to seeing what people think about this one. I don't, I don't know if I'll pick this one up on December 3rd. I think I'll be playing some other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's good it, it exists. And we actually got a question. I reached out for some questions in our Discord and got one from Zach in there. And he, he, he just asked uh, whether we want to see any other touch generation games come back to Switch. Uh, with Big Brain Academy, it was released on DS and I actually had the Wii version and that was a part of the touch generations sort of section of games. And that included games like Nintendogs, um, uh, 51 worldwide games so stuff which is just really accessible to anyone that was uh the big craze with those two yeah. consoles yeah yeah so is there anything you like to see come back that oh, you can like Jesus. share with your kids and stuff like that something you'd like to see come back because personally with um with like the 51 worldwide games that is like that is one from ds where i'm like i'd love to see that come back that did come back um i was thinking earlier today like well is there a place in 2021 or 2022 for Dogs to come back on switch is that a... No, nah, not really. Yeah, I don't really think so either. But like, you know, would say like your kids or anything enjoy that, you reckon? Like just padding... Because it could be fun just seeing it on the TV, if anything. Just, oh, look, it's a not nicer looking dog. It's a puppy. It's not look at the puppy. Oh, it's a puppy. Yeah, no, nah, I don't know. Like I have a lot of fond memories of the DS, to be sure. There's no question about that. But I think like a lot of these games that come back from the touch generation that I remember fondly and that I would like to return or, you know, see done over. I think of things like, you know, spirit tracks or phantom hourglass or Metroid prime hunters, or, you know, things that inadvertently use the touch screen controls to try and justify the means and didn't really work in its favor in some respects. Like they don't, they kind of either rely too much on it or, the kind of jank and, and it's kind of like i feel like if you put this game into a scenario where it didn't re- like touch controls didn't really have to be a thing and you could sign a, assign different controls to them it'd be fine like it's kind of like the galaxy uh what was it the galaxy argument i suppose like playing that with playing that with just a normal controller instead of a wii mode or whatever There's something skyward sword as well obviously you know you can play that with just regular controls as well and still have a fun enough time with it it's it's kind of just like i i would like to see them do that more just to sort of bring those games out of a hole that they'll never escape and that's that's the truth of it is like the all these gimmicks that nintendo creates you know good for them fun haha uh wicked but pushing forward into the future like they mean very little to the actual atmosphere of things when you think about it. <clears throat> like, yeah, fan just Phantom Hourglass and they make it hard for just like preserving the games, making shit, it, yes, yeah, making yeah. be able to play That's those exactly games right. in the future. Say with the Wii now, it's uh, it's one of the harder consoles to actually replicate. Whether it is with Skull Sword, where they completely redo the controls for us to be able to play it on new hardware. Um, Personally, for me, I think this one's probably an obvious one. I reckon Wii Sports. I want to see Wii Sports on Switch. Oh, shit, yes. How yeah. it was on the Wii, just with Joy-Cons. Yeah, but that that's that's a different that's a different breed. Like, you, you could absolutely do that motion controls we have, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
motion controls, I, thanks to the Wii, they'll never get rid of it. Ever. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't think they have to get rid of them. I, I enjoy motion controls. That, it's just That's what I mean, though, is like, I think the Wii titles are relatively safe because they don't ever have to get rid of motion controls. It makes no oh, sense yes, to yes. do it. Yeah. Makes no sense to do it because, like, the Wii was so int- intensely popular because of them. Um, it's their best-selling console so far. Yes. Yeah. Switch will Switch will catch it. It'll yeah. Catch it. But what does Switch feature? Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, something that's s- not motion controls. No, I'm just trying to say sad cons instead of joy cons. But. <laughs> Sad cons, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, you know, the the point is, is that like longevity for for those kind of games absolutely do exist, but for the touch games, they don't really. So, I kind of feel like they need to sort of try and rectify that. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of these uh, sort of franchises through the touch generations um, that they brought out, you know, that they, they were fun and they did offer uh, people a. A good way to get into video games, wherever it was. Just not like, saying they're bad. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you are. I'm just like just with all these like brain teasing games and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see if that does come back. Um, Big Brain Academy, check it out if you're if you're missing those days. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what should we do first, Bryce? Should we go to Reggie's rec room or should we talk about um, some eShop highlights? This week, what would you like to do first? I would probably get the eShop stuff done now, just in case people don't want to listen to the Blizzard stuff. Okie dokie, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so happy, Bryce. All right, so the first one is Golf Club Wasteland. And uh, the little blurb here Golf is... Golf Wasteland Club. God, you always try to do that. Yeah, Throw me true. off. Yeah, that's right, mate. You're just trying to sabotage me. <laughs> so I get... Oh, no, shut the hell up. All right, so the rich <laughs> the rich fled to Mars, but venture back to the desolate Earth for a round of golf. Each hole in the wasteland offers its own little story and possible puzzle to sink the perfect shot. Uh, play through a destroyed, brutalist... Uh, Monuments, crumbling shopping malls, and abandoned museums as neon signs and graffiti take swings at current events, Silicon Valley culture, and humanity. So the game is a 2D golf game, and it's uh, pretty much littered with with, uh, story and stuff. Beautiful. Uh, um, I listened to uh, Donnie talk about this game. Sounds pretty interesting. It's $11.25. So go and check that one out. It's one I'm going to be adding to my wish list, I believe. Wish list. Yeah, apparently it's a pretty short game, so it'd be a good little narrative adventure to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, another game which I uh, saw, I think it was at a, must have been an indie sort of presentation by Nintendo or someone 37. else. 37, ooh. Yeah, it's a bit expensive here, but we've got Kiwi, spelt K-E-Y-W-E, based off of the uh, New Zealand native bird, the Kiwi. So... Uh, this game is Welcome to Kiwi, the cute, chaotic co-op puzzle, uh, postal puzzle game where the mail must flow, and it's up to you to keep things running. Players Jeff and Deborah, two small Kiwi birds, and the nearest hi- newest hires to Love Bungalow Basin, <laughs> Basin Telepost Office. Uh, with no hands to help them, they must work together to flap, peck, and butt slam the way across... Uh, interactive landscape of levers, buttons, and bells to get the mail delivered on time. So yeah, this the price throws me off a little bit. It's pretty expensive for like uh, this type of 
thing, off, like just off the bat necessarily. But it's uh, one I'll be keen to check out. And if anyone's interested in checking it out, it's yeah, right, $37.50 Australian. So it'd be nice and cheap for you Americans. It'd be like $1 over there, I reckon. And uh, the third one is uh, Kid, Ar- oh, Kid Aria uh, Fables. Um, where's my little blurb here? And Kid Aria Fables is a delightfully cute action-adventure RPG with farming and crafting. Armed with a sword, bow, and spell book, fight back against a right... Uh, rising darkness threatening the world discover diverse regions in search of relics and resources tend to your farm to grow your uh, preservations and take quests quest solo or with a friend in local co-op mode so yeah the game looks pretty cool nice art style into um like if you're into farming and crafting and stuff might be the game for you 30 bucks on the eShop interesting 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 all right, bro. So there's some fun games, but you know this is a topic that came up oh, over a month ago now. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, we we uh, we had we had guests. We had episode 200, and the story was unfolding um, for mm-hmm. a while as well. I think it's pretty quiet for now, but um, I think most of the information you're ever going to get out of it's like from now. Mm. So uh, I know a lot of people listening to this my may already know but for the people that don't there was a lawsuit filed against activision blizzard mm-hmm. um, by the state of california yes by the state of california for basically assault against the the women that work there and uh calling out a, a frat boy culture within the company yeah and you know since then a lot of information has come out from whether it's employees or documentation that has just revealed some really horrifying aspects to the culture of this company and sort of how the how they're treated in there which is you know it's really really sad to see um i know like personally for me like as a, a big fan of video games like whatever company it is, it's always sad to see that this happens. And it's it's any industry out there, there's always bad negative elements to that industry, whether you're in... Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, within yeah. agriculture or electronics Literally or... everywhere. Whatever it is, there's always uh, bad people doing bad things and uh, people getting hurt. Um, but when it's like our hobby and our passion and we see this type of thing, it's like, fuck, man, it sucks. And, uh, you know, Bryce and I, we wanted to tackle it on the show. We want to talk about it, um, you know, so you guys know our feelings on it and maybe know some information you didn't pick up um, on your search around the interweb. But, Bryce, just to start things off, um, what was some of your first thoughts when you know, this stuff started breaking? Because I know, like, personally for me, I'm not, like, a big Activision Blizzard fan, so from the point of... Like I'm not like I don't have an active subscription to like World of Warcraft. I'm like, oh damn it, what am I going to do with my money? Because I barely buy any of their products. And I'll, I guess we'll touch on what we think of spending money on their stuff uh, as we go on. But yeah, how did you feel when uh, this stuff started coming out? I think I think to address like the elephant in the room also is that uh, a lot of people kind of point this towards just Blizzard. Um, mm. It's definitely not just Blizzard. It is the whole of the company. Yeah. Right? Here's the thing is that it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, whether you were an Activision fan or you were a Blizzard fan, everybody in that... There is a reason it's called Activision Blizzard. 
and there is a reason why it is labelled as Activision Blizzard in the lawsuit. It is happening all through that company, and it has for a long time, no matter what. So I just want to sort of like lay that out there, like pretty stage one. Um, second of all, though, is that I play, I have played a lot of Activision games over the years. So many, so, so many. And that includes Blizzard games as well. I've tried my hand in just about every Blizzard game, except maybe StarCraft. Um, but like Diablo, World of Warcraft, Overwatch. Overwatch was huge on for a long time. Um, and then, you know, with Activision, obviously you've got like COD, you had like older games like Crash and Spyro or whatever. You sort of, you know, go down the line. Yeah. I'm disgusted in many ways. Um, I think that all of it is 100% deplorable. I don't think that the ga- the, the company in its own, whether it be, you know, well, it, it as a whole, so Activision Blizzard, I don't think they will ever be the same again. And I'm not talking about like, you know, the games they develop or whatever because they're cutting all these staff or anything like that. But I literally just don't think that anything's ever going to change, especially after the news that has come out after the initial news. It just feels like it's it's a sinking fucking ship in many ways. So I guess that's where I'm sort of at. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I think people can kind of assume how we feel. You know, we're. <laughs> I think everybody's got this opinion, right? I yeah, think. I, I don't think we're unique. Being like, yeah, no, yeah, sexual harassment's bad. Like, that's that's blatantly obvious. Yeah, but m- maybe there's some people it isn't. So it's important to say it. <laughs> you know, the thing the thing that was really big with me with this is when I started noticing that like a lot of bigger people were leaving the company, right? And that includes somebody who I would consider like one of the meme worthy, you know type of people like Reggie fils whatever, and that's Jeff Kaplan, right? Right, yeah. Um, I don't, th- don't know if you ever noticed, but, like, when we were talking to Neil Kaplan, he was like, oh, you would know my brother or whatever. Yeah, that's Jeff. Mm. Jeff Kaplan left the Overwatch team not that long ago. So before all of this came out, yeah, right, I, I think, and that's the thing, is a lot of these people that did, like, publicly and vocally left, I think they knew what was going on and they were kind of just like, all right, fuck it. I'm not, in, I'm not involved in this. Right. And I think he's definitely one of those people. Um, and I know that especially since this has started happening, a lot of people who are with inside Blizzard are also, you know, anonymous posting over the internet and stuff like that and either confirming the rumours or people who are sort of, like, putting out bait posts to try and, like, convince people that it's not as bad as it seems or what have you. Like, it has gone a complete implosion in with, in within the company, right? But a lot of the time, it just, it just feels like whenever something whenever something comes up about Activision Blizzard, it's not positive news. Like, people are trying to make a change or whatever... It's people being thrown under the bus who either deserve it, and but there's definitely some that probably don't, right, are being thrown under the bus or, you know, people are being labelled or stories are coming out of horrific shit. And it's to the point, like, where the most recent update 
from Activision Blizzard uh, and its and its lawsuit was that they were shredding important paperwork. Yeah, um, trying to hide shit. Yeah. Trying to hide shit. And this is why I think like it's it's sort of got no return, right? Is that and I've been. <sighs> I follow WoW content creators, but I don't play WoW. Well, like at this point, most of them are ex-WoW content creators because they've fucking given up, yeah. right? And to put it in to put it in perspective, right? A lot of these WoW content creators have been angry at their game for a long time, like the game that they create content for for a long fucking time. And I'm talking like multiples of years because the developers don't listen. And as we know, the famous line from BlizzCon, like, "Don't you guys have phones about Diablo Immortal and all that stuff?" <laughs> They they don't take player input and they don't care. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, sorry, I, that, that line was just so baffling. Yeah, it was stupid. Everyone's just like, do they really reckon? It's like, it's like, don't you guys have phones? It's like, no, we don't. We don't have a phone. We can't play this game. So <laughs> <laughs> what? They're fucking angry. The hardcore PC fans, for the most part, at a convention. Yeah. They're not going to line up for a mobile game. Oh, no, just, what, yeah, sorry, Bryce. Yeah, just oh, fucking cross. It's, it's a stupid. It's a stupid <laughs> fucking line. But right, these and these people that I follow, right, the, these ex WoW content creators that I, I was, I was even following them when they were WoW content creators and stuff like that, and they've mm. sort of moved on, and uh, like they've sort of tried to find solace in like fourteen, for example, Final Fantasy fourteen, in which yeah. like you know I welcome people to play that game because it's like. Probably the best alternative to WoW because it's the most similar MMORPG to WoW, right? So it's good to see them, like, finding something else that they can move into or whatever. But, like, you know, the developers there haven't listened to them for years and shit like that, right? And this is this is where it sort of comes around in turn of quality, right? Is a lot of the information sort of coming out as, like, oh, they're, they're putting all these things in the game to keep you playing from World of Warcraft. This is just a big example, right? Mm. And they put these all these things in the game to keep you playing in order so in order for you to keep paying your sub. But these things are so like arbitrary. They're like you have to do this thing each day to the point where you've done it for two months before you can get one piece of gear upgraded fully or something like that. You know? And that's sort of always happened sort of incrementally, especially over the last five years or so. And a lot of people assumed it was because they were kind of just like, you know, driving driving uh, work like workforce down so that they're not paying people as much to develop the game while also driving pop profits up because they're keeping the sub like the subs continually flowing. Right. So it's like a whole sort of like monetary monetary gain. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is that there are a lot of people in this company that just quite factually are not developing the fucking game. So they have to put these time sinks in to sort of cover their fucking face um there's a lot of reports in there that were like you know there's a lot of these women that are working on the games and stuff like that and they're doing their absolute hardest but then you've got these dickheads walking cubicle to cubicle sexually harassing women while being hung over or drunk and not actually doing their fucking job yeah putting a lot of their work onto them and that's exactly right um i think the most haunting story coming out of it just was the fact that one woman committed suicide after Sexual um, harassment. Yeah, a, a company trip where a photo of her body, don't know what particular what spot or whatever, don't know. But um not that, gonna put it out there, but yeah. yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. That uh, that circulated around the company and you know, you can imagine how haunting that would be. And so she yeah, she She committed suicide on a company is, trip. Which is just like how We she, never fucking heard about it. 
How could you do that to someone you work with? Like, how much of a fuckwit could you do to just, just like to spread that stuff around? It's just awful. Because, you know, I've I've got a story of my own, Bryce. You know, I had Snapchat. It it updated once and updated with stories and stuff. I had a I had a girlfriend. I remember this. I had a girlfriend who is now my wife. Who you know she she lived four hours away. So yeah, we got to keep things spicy. And old Drew here didn't know how to use Snapchat. Put it put up a certain picture of himself as a story. Uh, got a few messages from from some friends the next day. You know, and that was my own doing. I was very embarrassed. I I have, I have a good think about it now. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it just makes me sweat and just feel so bad. <laughs> Especially since like one of the pe- people who measured me was, I don't know if I've talked to him ever since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just like the fact someone else did that to you, fuck man, what a fucking monster. Jesus Christ. And like, here's the, th- here's the thing is like, when you're speaking about that as well, like that, that, that's horrific, right? But then imagine a person, a, a person works, uh, walks into an office and they go, this person has been sexually harassing me, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. And then the case goes nowhere. You are brought back into the office the next day and you are told to re, what was it? It was like, it was something stupid like, they had to think about that. They were told they were to think about why they shouldn't take things so seriously. Right. Over sexual harassment, by the way, why they shouldn't take things so seriously and they should go back and like, you know, do this. It was do a specific task in order to, you know, not take sexual harassment fucking seriously. And this was told by like, obviously a, a big guy at, at the company, not like, you know, Oh, it's my general manager. He's telling me to be... No, it was like a higher up. He's, she's like... She went there. She was like, this guy's sexually harassing me. And he's like, well, here's why you're wrong. Mm. Here is why you, the victim, are wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they fuck off and they, they give her homework to try and tell her that she is the person in the wrong in this situation. Yeah. So it's like that. the HR is just like looking after Activision... Hundred percent and doesn't give a fuck about. They don't want to fucking going up with problems, yeah. which is just, uh, just, just shocking. Like it's um, you know, sometimes you know we live in like a small community and you know we're we're concentrating on our everyday and that and you would like to think that whether it's uh, you know certain minorities or women or any anyone like that, it just doesn't face this type of thing anymore. Twenty twenty one, we've come to the point where. You know, a lot of us are a lot more open-minded and stuff. But unfortunately, it's just, it isn't the case for a lot of people. Because, you know, you've got you've got your partner, daughter, you know, you you respect females. You want the best for them. And I, I'm obviously the same way. Um, and it's just shocking when, you know, other people are completely <laughs> the opposite. I just, I don't get... <sighs> It's it's beyond my reach in in actually being able to comprehend how the fuck it's it's hard to understand for some people that people can be bothered by things, right? And the extremity levels are obviously going to differ depending on the case and all that stuff of how how somebody is bothered by it. But if somebody tells you stop it, I don't like it, and you fucking persist, 
the fuck does that make you? Honestly. Mm. And I'm I'm fucking like I'm really disgusted at all this board shuffling and shit like that and you know, letting people go from the company or telling them to, you know, they're like, oh, quit so we don't have to look bad on your resume and we'll get some other guy in who hasn't had a controversy to run the company so that we don't get any more shit about it. And then they'll post something on there like they had like an NPC and WoW that was named after after a developer and they did the same thing with, with McCree and Overwatch, right? They were basically like, with the WoW NPC, they're like, oh, we've removed every trace of this person from this game. It's like, okay, right, and and then like more recently they're like oh well that obviously didn't hit harder hard enough because people weren't affected by it so they were like okay we'll make a post about Jesse McCree in Overwatch like the character uh, because he is named after a developer of Overwatch Jesse McCree and then they sort of come out and they're like oh we don't believe the name Jesse McCree is inclusive of like you know the right thing to do in Overwatch and all that stuff it's like cool but are you guys doing this to save face or are you fucking doing it because it should be done but like every step of the way like when you see stuff like that you're kind of just like oh this person's being fired or let go right or this person has quit and left or this person is whatever and they've just replaced these individual people along the way like they're fucking pegs on boards just so they can save the face of the fucking company when the reality is is there's still a fucking boardroom full of dickheads who are still doing the same shit and still treating it like it's fucking nothing to the point where they're shredding documents of evidence and they were caught out on it fucking Idiots. It fucking disgusts me. Yeah, it's just like uh, like Bobby Kodak uh, at the very top, the COO um, of the company. Um, you know, he's got no repercussions. No, like he makes no, a, no, a stupid amount of money each year through bonuses and stuff. Like just an unreal amount of money. Um, he's one of the richest men in the world, literally. Just um, and he, he would have knew about it, and if he didn't. He fucking should have. <laughs> it's his, oh, he his, fucking knew his, about it. Of course he did. But even if he didn't, um, he should have because it's just it's his responsibility and he should be sacked because of that even. And so, that, that's what I mean though is like sitting on this situation is like I don't see how this is recoverable. They're doing so much to try and save face but at the end of the day you see through it all because they're just like, oh, hey, we're doing this. So that you like like the Jesse McCree thing, they're kind of like, oh, we're going to change this guy's name, and under the blanket of that, we're going to fire this person and hope it doesn't gain news traction, so that nobody fucking learns about it and they're just gone, right? And the terrible shit that they've done or whatever, and then you've got people that they will just like solemnly protect and be like, oh no, this person didn't actually do anything or what have you. Yeah, there's a few sacrifices there. Where it's like, all right, no, nah, you're the goat. <laughs> We've yeah, got to sacrifice you. They literally you. did. And yeah. you know what? I, I don't know if those people were guilty or innocent, but if they were innocent, then what the fuck? Right? If there was, like, in this situation, some of those scapegoats that they fired or whatever, right? There's a few people in there that could have been just innocent and were basically just scapegoats for bringing in somebody else for them to save face. Yeah, who knows? Right? <laughs> who knows? Like, they could have literally been... I, what was his... Uh, Brack, I think his name was, or whatever. Yeah. And he was, like, the first to sort of tackle the situation, sort of, like, had, like, a, a 
a, a note out there, all that stuff. Uh, J. Allen Brack. Mm. Um, and yeah, he basically put it out there. He's basically like, this has to fucking stop, right? No matter what, all that, whatever. And you know what? A lot of people are kind of like, he, he, he must have known something was going on. And you know what? He probably fucking did, right? Um, and does that really excuse it? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But looking at it from the perspective of like people actually doing it who are still technically on the team because they're that protected as opposed to somebody like Jay Allen Brack who isn't participating, well, allegedly wasn't participating in it. But then you've still got people that were participating in shit like that and they're still on the team yet somehow Jay Allen Brack is the scapegoat because he was the one at the top. And they saw him expendable, but they don't see that guy that is their mate on the fucking dev team who's still going around there drunk and being a fucking dickhead, and he he's not being let go. Yeah. Well, the thing is with J. Allen Brack as well, this, this is what I saw it as. Um, it seemed like a... I don't know what he was responsible for as far as like the allegations or letting it happen or whatever. Whether him getting sacked was the right thing to do, the wrong thing to do, I'm not sure. Obviously, I'm not. No, we're not. We're not fucking magicians at this. Obviously, no. But personally, what I saw as is just uh, to get rid of him at the top of the Blizzard side of the company, so then Activision can more merge with them, and that uh, Bobby Kodak can have more control over the Blizzard side of things. That's what I sort of saw it as. This is an opportunity for him to sort of knock him off, if you know what I mean. It, I don't know if it was a, a win for the women that worked there necessarily. So, don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's a lot of them using this opportunity to have small wins for themselves rather than actually help the culture there. But um, I certainly hope that things are getting better with all this out in the public. Um but personally, how do you how do you feel about supporting their games? Because this is being another sort of controversy going on as well. Like developers, there, um, you know, they want their hard work to be yeah, the ones played. that are actually doing the work. Yeah, yeah, the ones that are doing the work, they want it play. They want you know, just like even like say the the uh, effects artists, like oh look at this awesome fire I put into Call of Duty. It looks awesome. I haven't done anything bad. I'm working for home next to my wife. You know, I'm not, you know what I mean? I just want to, I just want people to see my awesome effects because it's like the best stuff and the best budget I've ever had on a video game and they haven't done anything wrong. But like, if you're, if you're not going to support the game, uh, that person is going to be the first person, the first, yeah, the first person to lose their job. Which is stupid. Yeah. And if you do spend your money, it's going straight to His, Bobby Kodak anyway. Here's the thing, you like, know? right, this, this is it at the end of the day. Okay. Even before all this even happened, they were doing massive fucking layoffs for like near no reason. They kind of just like fucking sacked 800 people like maybe a couple months before it, right? Yeah. I don't think they are safe anyway. No. I no. don't think their jobs are safe regardless of this lawsuit or not, right? In terms of actually like supporting supporting these people that develop their games and their hard work and stuff like that, at this point, I think they would just be happy to see their work enjoyed because they know that they're unlikely to keep their fucking job the way it is anyway. So at this current stage, like in terms of supporting Blizzard games uh, and Activision in general, like I yeah. won't be buying them brand new. They can get fucked at the absolute very minimum, mm. right? If I see that good work has been done on, on a game, I'm going to assume that's up to the, the developers that actually did the right fucking thing throughout this whole thing. And I'll probably play them, but I'm fucking not going to buy them first, like like off the store or 
in a copy. Like, I'll buy them fucking off eBay for like 10 bucks when they have no fucking relevance. Yeah. Because uh, when all this came out, I was actually interested in getting uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. It was on a pretty good sale on the eShop. I'm like, yeah, I reckon it's time to... But then I'm like, you know, nah, I might leave that. <laughs> and I, I'm the same way. Like, if I really... Like, none of these games I'm dying to play, but I'll pick them up if I do... If there is one that does catch my eye, I'll get it for cheap secondhand. I, I do so, want to make one thing abundantly clear, which people seem to be sort of at arms about or whatever. A lot of, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you're playing fucking Call of Duty or some bullshit, and you're like, oh, you're a monster for doing it, whatever. This that that argument is stupid, and the person paid for a product like outside of it, especially ninety percent of the time. Well, ninety percent of the time, people have paid for a product outside of the knowledge that Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard, has happened. Right. Mm. So, like Cold War came out, for example, last year. Um, a lot of people po- purchased Cold War back then. They're still playing it to this game. Uh, this game. Uh, this day. This game to this day. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and they're still playing it even despite the Blizzard Activision stuff, right? And then you get a lot of people that jump in on that. They're like, don't fucking play that. That's horrible. Don't support these dickheads. Like, if you've purchased a product, you're going to play it, mm. right? By any no cir- like circumstance, by playing that game that you have purchased, you are supporting them. In fact, you are probably making them, you know, actually fucking expend money because you're using server capacity. Yeah, you should just like, stand the servers. <coughs> Everyone just overload the servers. They so just cost them money. <laughs> exactly right. Like, here's the thing is that those people that are continuing to play the game, it's not because they're like, oh, Blizzard did nothing wrong. It's because they purchased a copy of the game and once they have already purchased it, they've already given Activision Blizzard the money that they wanted from it. Yeah, it's like I got a $15 copy of Tony Hawk. Yeah, like... You know, I haven't, I haven't even played it yet. I just bought it because it was really cheap. Yeah, well, shit, it's a fucking good game. I'm like, I better pick that up. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll play it eventually. Um, but if if someone sees me on Xbox Live and like, hey, man, do you support abuse against women? I'm like, no, I'm just playing Tony Hawk. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know? It's like I, I'm playing a game that I've already purchased. And you can't, like, you can't just... There, there are a lot of people that supported Activision Blizzard and have enjoyed their games for many years, Right. And this is sort of like no exception. So seeing somebody online and berating them for actually playing a product that they've already purchased, like it literally does nothing. You playing, like you playing a game you purchased, and I want to, I want to vilify this, is fine. Okay. Um, Even if you buy Call of Duty today, look, that's your decision, and that's right. It's it doesn't make you into a bad person. No, it or doesn't. you're supporting their their bad ways or anything you like are that. not giving them money because you're like ah yes i want to support people who fucking sexually harass women that's absolutely no they people don't think like that no people don't fucking think like that that's not why they're fucking buying the video game but at the same time it is sort of a case of like well you know what maybe probably before you before you purchase a game sort of just look into it and just be like well is having this Call of Duty really going to be worth my time when they release one yearly and there's a free version of Call of Duty called Warzone on the shop that you can play without playing any money? Just don't buy any fucking cosmetics. Just go or, and play Fortnite or something else, though. I mean, yeah, but like... <laughs> Just play someone else's game. Here's the thing is, like, not everybody... It, it's such a difficult situation. Because, I know, I know. Because I don't... I don't I've, I've seen so much bullshit 
about it and I'm just like I've already purchased Cold War and I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to not ever play Cold War again. Right? I purchased the game. I paid $100 for it. There's no fucking way that I'm not going to I'm all I'm all I'm suggesting is that like I'm not going to purchase anything more related to that series or whatever. And if I do find that like Call of Duty Vanguard coming out which I played the beta and I was kind of like, "Oh yeah, it's okay." But like if that comes out and it turns out to be like the best fucking Call of Duty game that they've ever they've ever released, then fine. I'll probably buy it, but I'm going to buy it secondhand so the company literally gets fucking nothing off of me. Right? And I think that everybody can contribute to that idea specifically. I know that there's a lot of people that aren't gonna think like that. They're gonna want it there and now and they can't wait for it and they're gonna buy it because that's their yearly sploosh. That like that's what they like doing. Yeah. And something like um, with Call of Duty, I would say that majority of that audience wouldn't be aware of this whatsoever, which makes it hard to try and boycott that game. Yeah, because the kids mostly. Yeah, well, that's that's right too. But like something like Diablo 2 with a much more hardcore audience. No, would, Diablo 2 can fuck off. I don't care. I mean, like that audience would be pretty switched on to what's going on. So it'd be interesting to see... Um, if that game in particular gets boycotted. And that is that is exactly why Blizzard gets most of the shit in this situation. Because most Blizzard fans are grown adults. Yeah. You know, they played these games, games as kids, sure. But like, as in terms of people actually coming in as new Blizzard fans, it hardly ever fucking happens. In terms of like, um, you know, like World of Warcraft and stuff like that, that's where things get trickier in this situation because you have to pay a subscription for World of Warcraft and that's where you have to offer alternatives, right? You have to be like, okay, well, there's Final Fantasy fourteen, or there's, you know, you've got, I don't know, Terra if you're into that or you've got new MMOs coming out. I'm not sure if you want to support New World because Jeffrey Bezos, but... No. <laughs> Ashes of Creation, you know, there is a lot of MMOs out there and like... There, there always has been, and WoW is taking its fall very slowly now, and they're starting to do things to save face in WoW now, so people will stop dropping, because this has actually been a thing for years with WoW already, where it's just like, when subscriber numbers drop, make the systems easier so people will come back, like the ones that they put in place to make you fucking pay for, like, play for two months to get one piece of gear or whatever, right? Mm. They, they nerf those systems specifically to get subscriber numbers back just because they're like, Oh, they're finally listening to us. When in reality, they never needed to be there in the first place. Those systems never needed to be there. They're basically just doing it to save face. And they've done it for the last two expansions uh, of World of Warcraft. And they're doing it for this one. So, and being an MMO player that I am, I understand how hard it is to give up something that, you have worked tirelessly and effortlessly for, you know, you spend a lot of time in this world making a lot of social interactions and stuff like that and you meet a lot of people and I know that it's hard to give that up. It's really hard to give that up. It would be, yeah. It, it absolutely is. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I've played them all my life and I absolutely understand how that is. Because, like, in their instance, <clears throat> like, you stop subscribing, you might never talk to those people again. Like that's that is your interaction with those people and just the hours and hours you've put into characters and that. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of those people playing World of Warcraft for all those years as well, like what what really needs to be said is that there are a lot of ways you can still keep in contact with those people these days. 
right? It's not as simple as it was back in 2007. You have Discord now, which is a very free and available service. Make a server and invite people to that and then just be like, I'm taking a break from WoW for a while and then maybe ask people if they're gauging interest in something else like <laughs> FF or Ashes of Creation or whatever, you know, what, whatever sort of fits your bill whatever mmo type of mmo you're looking for yeah because i hear final fantasy 14 there's a free trial yes, that uh, leads up to level uh, 60 or something look i i don't even fucking need to speak for the wow community in that anymore because ever since the wow community have been uh, like i don't want to be fucking involved with blizzard anymore and then be giving this game a try they've just figured it out themselves they're kind of just like what the fuck like you know even wow's biggest critic admittedly Gold, but also one of its biggest fans he's been playing 14 and that's all he's been fucking doing yes yeah, still <laughs> yeah shit yeah he's awesome. still he's still playing it because because at the end of the day like wow is doing fucking nothing but stalling for time and cashing cashing in subscri- uh, subscription money but now they are saying things like oh we're going to roll back these systems and if these systems in hoping they'll bring people back and like he's completely aware of it but there are a lot of people out there that are just like, oh, they're finally listening to us when they never have. They do it to save face. They always have. And, um, you know, it's it's difficult, man. It's difficult. Because, like, when talking about World of Warcraft, it's just like, you know, subscriptions and stuff like that. And, you know, you're always giving them money. Always giving them money. Every month you are giving them money to play that game. And just cutting it out of your life when it's been your life for fucking 10 to 15 years or whatever for some people it's it's too hard it's it's and i understand that you know yeah. uh a lot of social interactions come from mmorpgs that's some somehow like some people that's all all their social interactions that's all they get um but utilize the utilities you have whether it be discord stuff like that if you want to see people play another game with you or you want to connect with these people still and you want to try something else so that you're not supporting this fucking farce that has been going on consider just inviting as many people that you know to a discord as you can and try something new together do something that's sort of different i know that it's a bit hard to leave world of warcraft because of all those memories and stuff like that but and i'm not saying yet they have to yeah no you know, but maybe consider it. Uh, there's, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like the situation is so far out of out of my comprehension. I feel nothing but disgust. And it makes me never want to support them again. Like ever, ever. I don't think. I don't think even with them getting sued off of this. I don't think that. I don't think it's ever going to change. The people, the people that are actively allowing it to happen are the ones that are still in there. Mm. And like you can, you can, you can tell a lot about a company's culture just by, you know, I guess their outreach, their products and, and Activision. I know it's easy to like bag on Activision or EA or these companies, but you know, they really do put out the message that they're just like a bland company that doesn't really care about their user and obviously not about the people that actually produce their product either. And no, they don't. Unfortunately, that turned out to be hundred percent true for the, for the most part. Um, you know, and to, to, to everyone, if anyone listens to this, who does work at Activision, like, you know, keep, keep fighting the good fight in there. If you're one of the oh, good shit, ones. Yes. Yeah. Please, please. Like, you know, fucking like 
I feel bad for the people that are in there still having to fucking like deal with this shit. This is their job. Mm. You know? And the people that are actually innocent and they're trying to get through this, it must be fucking like it's in it it's gotta be internal hell right now. Yeah. Like making games is fucking hard. There's so much work to it. The the type of projects they work on, like whether it's Call of Duty or World of Warcraft or whatever, they're, they're massive projects. Thousands of people work on them across the world with the global pandemic, working from home, working out that. There's so many challenges to to work out and this on top, um, whether you're affected by the harassment or not like it's um or whether you even even just witnessing it is like yeah disgusting for you know most people right without any questioning Mm. yeah because we um the last like sort of hard real talk we had was when uh all all the stuff came out in the super smash brothers community yeah and that's another big thing you know where where that turned out because like you know Because, you know, we love gaming and we want to try and, you know, encourage our small little circle just to, you know, be good to one another, love each other, support one another. Absolutely. And never try the, you know, we're human beings. No one's perfect. We're going to slip up every now and again, maybe say something that hurts someone or whatever. But as long as it's never intentional and we learn from our mistakes. Yeah. So... I do yeah. want to look at this thing that you brought up here because it is uh, just all the headlines, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's 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 just we we, we won't read all of them. We'll just read the read the headlines. Uh, we got lawsuit filed against Activision Blizzard. A company calls case distorted and inaccurate. So from the get go, they were like, no, no, we don't have sexual abusers in this company. <clears throat> well, that didn't last very long. Bungie speaks out against toxic studio cultures following Activision lawsuit. So, the industry, Activision, Activision Blizzard is a huge part of it, right? But it's not the only one. So, this is happening in other companies. It definitely is, right? Yeah. And, like, obviously, Bungie had a real intimate relationship with Activision during um, the... Battle.net the, and all that. Yeah, the, the bit where... Uh, <laughs> I've lost my voice like you have. Um, yeah, when um, they were publishing Destiny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gaming outlets halt Activision Blizzard coverage, as they fucking should. You know, like, here's the thing. is like, just don't just don't give them any fucking time yeah. of day. How, how do we tackle it on this podcast? Because honestly, we don't have to cover them yeah, thank fuck. much at all. But say if we did a normal gaming podcast, would, would you like to just cut them off? Oh, fuck yeah. I would have my piece like yeah. in one episode where I'd just be like, all right, fuck these guys. I'm like, I'm not giving them any fucking attention. Yeah. I'm like, here's, here's the thing at the end of the day is that what I said earlier is exactly how I believe in that, you know, you were like, oh, how do you feel about like the special effects guy is going to be let go and stuff like that. They, they sacked 800 people out of nowhere the other month. I, they they are perfectly aware their jobs their jobs aren't safe regardless of this out like this lawsuit or not. It's just going to fucking happen, and that's just the way that they are treated. Yeah. So you know what, uh, Blizzard president addresses harassment discrimination lawsuit, which is the J. Allen Brack stuff, and he was promptly let go. Not not long after this, so God knows what happened there. Former Activision Blizzard execs apologize for failing women. Uh, I will read this one a little bit. Blizzard co-founder, former president and CEO Mike Morheim and former VP of story and franchise development Chris, Chris Metzen both, both released statements, statements addressing the lawsuit. 
Morheim apologized for failing women during his 28 tenure, and he is ashamed for the behavior alleged in the alleged document. And Metzen, who retired in 2016, also offers apologies for the part I played in the culture that fostered harassment, inequality, and indifference. So it's obvious that a lot of these people knew exactly what was happening, even during their times. Um, Activision Blizzard employees reveal plans to walk out. They did. They did a walkout. Uh, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick details action to address issues raised raised by lawsuit. Don't fucking care. He just doesn't want to deal with it. He will do anything he can to weasel his way out of it. End of story. Uh, World of Warcraft team promises changes following Activision Blizzard lawsuit. They fucking say that, but... Their idea of making changes at the moment is saving fucking face. Yeah. That's all they've fucking done. To save subscriber numbers, to save whatever, that's exactly what they've done. They're saving face right now. Shareholders, uh, shareholder rights law firm investigating Act- Activision Blizzard. <laughs> Fair enough. If I was a shareholder, I'd be fucking mad. Over 3,800 current and former Activision Blizzard staff decry, uh, decry response to lawsuit. Just says the former current staff of the company signed an open letter condemning the company's reaction to the lawsuit, which called Activision Blizzard's response apparent and insulting to all we believe our company should stand for. Absolutely. Activision Blizzard staff respond to Bobby Kotick's statement. Basically just said it fails to address anything anything (laughs) at all like literally fucking anything because bobby kodak doesn't give a fuck he just wants the money um ubisoft staff back activision um blizzard protesters calls for industry-wide change again calling back to the thing where it's like these things are happening all out the all throughout the industry and activision blizzard is just the worst case of it yeah ubisoft had a shocking case of it as well absolutely their studios absolutely yeah uh, Activision Blizzard conf- uh, confirms former WoW creative director was fired over misconduct. Uh, this was over Alex Asfrasabi, and this guy was an absolute fucking dickhead. Basically, yeah. like during like BlizzCon and stuff like that, he would harass the female workers and try to get them back into like one of the back rooms to sleep with him, and mm. all shit. He was an absolute dickhead. And they had, yeah, here was the other thing. As Frasabi was named in a lawsuit over, over his alleged behavior towards women at Blizzard, the document reporting that he was so known to engage in harassment of females that his suite was nicknamed the Cosby Suite. Of course. Yeah. After alleged rapist Bill Cosby. And he had a bunch of people pose, like posing around a picture of Bill Cosby as a joke. And when they were asked to rectify what they meant, they said, oh, it's because he wears that funny sweater that is not exa- That is not why they fucking call it the Cosby Suite, wasn't? Like, I don't know. Like, <coughs> for them to actually mean like the Cosby Suite is named after, is named that because of what it looks like, especially in this con- context. Yeah, that is a different level of evil. I'm not prepared to. No, because Alex Asfrasavi is a he's a fucking inhuman piece of shit. Yeah, that's just like the that's just like a next level. I just I hope to God that is like what they're <coughs> saying. It's named after. It's just named after the sweater is real because that is. It is absolutely not. I would, I would like to just <laughs> imagine, but holy shit! Uh, Activision Blizzard got a news lawsuit from its investors. J. Uh, J. Allen Brack leaves Blizzard. He left after fifteen years. Uh, abuse allegations overshadow Activision Blizzard's second quarter results. 
uh, yeah, because obviously it would affect them. Uh, Activision Blizzard staff reject company's choice of law firm. <laughs> uh, Bobby Kotick expects Activision Blizzard to become the very best example for other co- other companies to emulate, which is the fucking stupid thing I'd ever heard. Oh, yes, let's emulate fucking sexual harassers. Blizzard HR executives leave company. Uh, more high Blizzard other execs. Um, Activision Blizzard investor says says publishers' promises are inadequate. I wonder why. Activision Blizzard lets go Diablo 4, World of Warcraft developers. This was big. Like, heaps of people from World of Warcraft were let go. Uh, Diablo 4 is obviously... Uh, been extremely hyped up until now, but now people aren't interested. Uh, and the lawsuit got expanded. Mm. Yeah, and then after that, which I don't think is here. Oh no, it is here. Uh, DFEH explains uh, expands lawsuit. So this was the final update, like up until now. It says the state of California's Department for Fair uh, Fair Employment and Housing has amended its original complaint, now stating it's suing on behalf of all of workers rather than employees in order to represent temporary staff as well. Temporary staff as well. In the amended filing, the government body also accuses Call of Duty publisher of withholding or even shredding documents it requested for the investigation and claims that the appointment of the law firm, Wilma Hale, to speak with employees confidential, uh, confidentially direct, directly interferes with the case. Activision Blizzard has denied these new allegations and claims it was complied. It has complied with complied with every proper request from the DFEH. But I'm pretty sure the reason they were fucking caught out on the shredding documents is because an employee reported it. Yeah, because like the the employees there wouldn't want it to be covered up either. They want those problems to be fixed so they have a more stable and more livable working environment. Yep. So, oh, fuck, if that happened in my workplace, I'd be dobbing people in too if that happened. So, yeah, I think it's just um, it's uh, something that's still being... A story that's still uh, progressing, so we'll see what happens. Whether you know they get in the poo or not, and whether things change at Activision, who knows? But um, I think it was good to sort of get our thoughts out there. I know we sort of, um, you know, made this episode a bit longer, but uh, it was something that personally, Bryce and I just needed to talk about. And I think oh, um, it fucks me off so much. While it wasn't when like a lot of other sort of outlets and all that were talking about it, I think that's just. I guess at least that goes to show that we're not talking about it just because it's the latest news item or whatever. It's just something I feel like we want to discuss with you guys, um, whether you heard about this or not, whether you're a casual fan who doesn't keep up with the news. Yeah. You know, not everyone does. So um, definitely appreciate you guys sticking with us for that conversation. But before we start wrapping things up, Bryce, is there anything else you want to um, put out there on the table as far as this uh, topic goes? Because I, I know, I know for me that I feel awful for the people. I feel like I want things to change. I want women to be able to work in the games industry with no thoughts about you know worrying about their coworkers, worrying about what people are thinking, all of that, and just like you know stories from just like even the media side of things with um, Alana Pierce, um, who used to work at IGN and now works at. Um, um, uh, PlayStation Studio, forgot which one. Um, uh, Studio Santa Monica. No, not Santa Monica. The fuck, I don't know. My brain's dying at the moment. But um, 
yeah, just some some awful stories there too. It's like just because the games industry is just honestly filled with a lot of dudes, shitty fucking people who come from their basements <clears throat> and are now just got a big head because they're successful mm-hmm. and they're just surrounded by men. And that sucks because, you know, personally, I, I know you've seen this too, but even like, you know, you know, boys, they're, you know, as, as good as they can be, sometimes when they get around some other boys, it becomes like a pack and it just becomes a bit boisterous and, a, you know, a Fucking bit much. Ridiculous. And you can imagine what that is like stewing at a workplace with just a few, like a few women, <laughs> you know, just awful. So, Okay. This this is kind of like the last. This is like the curtain call for this subject for me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it relates. It relates to all all people, not even just these employees. They're doing the fucking terrible end of it and all that stuff. But like anybody that ever thinks that they think they can justify what they are doing is okay just because other people are doing it, um, you're wrong. You're wrong, and especially if it if it's something that is defined by like law or you know, um, even just like personal personal feelings and stuff like that. Like a lot of these women are talking about, you know, I believe this is sexual harassment, and if it is, if if that is said, it is sexual harassment. That is the way they feel about it. You have no fucking say in it, and it doesn't matter if you are a man and man or woman in that scenario. If that is how you feel, that is how it is, right? This is not a gender-specific issue, right? At the end of the day, anybody can be sexually harassed, right? It doesn't matter what gender you are. There is no question about that. However, in this particular in this particular um, case, it is exclusively women. I think we can absolutely say that for what it's worth. Yeah. Right? But if you think that getting in a pack, rolling around with people... Sexually harassing women and being like, oh, it's just a joke, fucking calm down. That doesn't exist. If you're making somebody fucking uncomfortable and like I've I've dealt with many fucking people who've made me uncomfortable through the years and did they ever stop? No, they fucking never did. All right. Mentally, I've, I, I have a lot of bad memories and I think back to those bad memories that still haunt me today and I still fucking look back at them with sadness, anger, embarrassment like I had somehow failed myself in some way by not being somebody who was like in this upper echelon of like oh I'm a cool kid or some fucking bullshit like that I've never been that ever but for the people who who think they're up there and they can get away with shit like this you Pretty much just fucking rotten hell. Can't disagree with that. No. You can fucking rotten hell if you think you're better than anybody else on this planet to the point where you think you can absolve a crime just because you think you are better. You're fucking wrong. And you deserve the worst. So anybody that is still fucking in this company and is still doing these things, I fucking hope that when you get thrown out of this fucking company to save face that the first person to spit on you will be somebody that you've mistreated. All said. Yeah. Yep. 
I feel exactly the same way. Good. Yeah. All right, that brings us to the end of the episode, Bryce. Bryce, we had we had fun, didn't we? Well, not the last hour, but yeah. Well, last, know, we, the last bit was always going to be hard. Yeah, that was going to be hard. But I'm just trying to shake things up a bit before we uh, say goodbye to everyone. Before you move on to your next podcast, whatever you're doing for the rest of your day. Wow. Well, you know they've got something else in the queue. They've got um um Joe Joe Rogan coming on next. He's, oh God, yeah. <laughs> he's talking to Doctor Phil about yeah. um uh, pancreatic uh, footballs. How they dry out pancreases and use them as footballs in the United States. It's very entertaining. Oh, look, look forward to that next Rogan. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan, Josh. Mm, wonderful Indian dish. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful stuff. I love Indian. God, we got a good Indian here, Bryce. So if anyone comes to our town, we're not going to tell you which one it is, but um, got to try the Indian man. The butter chicken is a die for. I made butter chicken tonight, actually, Bryce. Fantastic, oh, delish. Yes. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to the House of Mara episode 205. If you'd like to join our Discord community, there is a link in the show notes. If you'd like to follow myself, you can follow me at iDruby. If you'd like to follow Bryce, you can follow him at IVRevan. You can follow the show at the House of Mario. Be sure to leave us a Apple podcast review. It definitely helps us out in the algorithms. And someone's just searching around going, oh, that podcast seems all right. It got a five-star review from you. Yummy. You did that for us. Thank you very much. Y- y- yummy. Yes. Delicious, delicious stuff. And until next time, Bryce, the doors to the House of Mario are closed. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye. You just listened to the House of Mario, a South Australian Nintendo podcast. Be sure to follow the boys on Twitter, leave an Apple Podcasts review, and join the Discord server to be a part of the community. A big thank you to these legends who support the show on Patreon at the producer level. Alex Harding, Sam Hay, and DJ. If you would also like your name in the credits, head over to patreon.com slash idruby and choose the tier that works for you. Until next time, we hope your day is 120 power star rated.